Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'll find a massive 30% off the Thompson's Vitamin Range. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go. Flying over cities down to Rio, it's Rio. Love that I feel. Oh, nothing lasts forever, but I'm down for the minute, so just chill. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go. Flying over cities down to Rio, it's Rio. Love that I feel. Oh, nothing lasts forever, but I'm down for the minute, so just chill. Izzy Kempi for breakfast on SENZ with Made It Friday. Man, that week has gone fast, I must say. It's what happens when you're having a little bit of fun. And that song, well, that's the last time you'll be hearing that track. Monday morning will bring you something big. It is a long weekend. I'll be working long hours on Monday. Are you working too, Kempi? Yeah, mate. We're doing four hours, me and you, on Monday. Um. Oh, beauty. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> on King's the King's Day, in it your day. Yeah, <laughs> King's birthday with King Kempi. Oh, beautiful! Look forward to it. But before then, we've got a big day. A big good morning to you, Ricardo Ball. What's that singlet? Is that a Ravens singlet? What is it? That's an Eels singlet. It's oh, a, Eels! Yeah, he's bra- he, he's a brave man wearing that number forty-seven. Who was number 47? Okay. Who was the well, no, 47th was, player to play for Parramatta? That's a great question. It's 47 because that's the year that they were established. 1947. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. So there you go. It's actually built right too, mate. It's got the old stitching, the cotton oh, stitching. That's no, a good, good thing. I bought this uh, the first year we had the Rugby League Nines at Eden oh, Park. Yeah. I bought yeah, it yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it's a goodie. It's a goodie. But I, I don't know if you guys, obviously, everybody else missed the memo. I said last week, let's bring back Footy Shirt Friday. Everyone <laughs> went, yeah, great idea. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, Maybe a little reminder. Last night would have been oh, good. Okay. All right. Kez, <laughs> Kez is wearing a Portland Trailblazers 
uh, sweatshirt. I don't yep. know if that counts as footy oh, okay. shirt Friday. but I'll yeah. go get my Crusaders hoodie on, okay? All right, done deal. Kempi, what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm just, I'll go yeah I'll just... Kempi's going skins for the rest of the yeah. show. <laughs> oh, this <is> scary. <laughs> scary, scary. <laughs> Oh, I've got a few. I've got a few, but I've, they're all they're all parked up in a in a uh, in a vault, mate. So I'll have to go and pull a couple out. I, I, I actually do remember you saying that, Rick Dog. So I, I'll grab that one. I'll grab that Wally. I think I'll grab the Wally, um, the Mel Meninga one. Yes, probably yes. the only one that fits me. Will it, will it fit, Kempi? Come on, uh, let's be honest. Like, like I said, none of mine will fit. Mel Meninga was probably this size when I played against them. You know what I mean? He was a giant, mate. I remember I remember playing against Mel down in Melbourne. You know, ninety one. And uh, we won that test, and the, you know, you you know when you you don't really remember too much of test football. It's going too fast, you know, and you're breathing, and 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 people say, "Oh, do you remember that game?" And I go, oh, "I remember we won it," you know, but I don't remember too many too many of those games. But I do remember one part of it, and it's they when the Aussies used to move the ball, so they used to go to Langer to Lewis to Meninga, mm. and they it was like the old way of running. There was no lead runner and sweeper. It was like, get the ball to Meninga as fast as you can. And I remember I was defending inside Davey Watson on the left-hand side. We're from the same hometown in Waitara. So we knew each other. And I'm running up next to Davey. I'm going, here he comes. <laughs> and talking, and I'm, I'm talking about Meninga. And I'm going to Davey, here he comes. <laughs> and all you, and I, in my head, all I can remember is Meninga. It was like, it was like a train, mate. Like you know, he used to wide his arms. Used to be if you if you get a front on shot of Melmaninga running, it was the scariest thing ever. And yeah, he ran straight over the top of me, mate. When I got to him, <laughs> and he got the ball, he went straight. Davy jumped on his back. We we stopped him, but yeah, that was probably the the most. I still have that collection um, in my mind, and that bloke was probably the size of me now. So it was a scary um, sight. And you're right, right, Izzy. It's probably the only jersey that fits me at the moment. <laughs> no, yeah, I'll just say that because none of mine will ever fit me. I've got a long way back, but mate, just talk a bit more about Marking Mel. Like he, he's he's gonna is he, is he an immortal? Ah, he, uh, he is. He yeah. is. He is like he hasn't been like a, a more like class as an immortal yet, or has he? Is he is he immortal? I I don't think he's he's got he will that. Be. He might have got that. I think before Joey Johns was he the last one before yeah, Joey? Yeah, no, he's been named. So th- these are the eight: yep. Wally Lewis, Arthur Beats, and Graham Langlands, Andrew Johns, Dally Messenger, Frank Burge, Dave Brown, Norm Proven, and Mel Meninga. See, oh, there you go. Yeah. See, I got to play with and against three of those guys: Joey, um, Mel, and Wally. And like Wally was just a scary mate. You know, because and Wally was unassuming. They call him the king because he didn't. He wasn't a footballer. You know, he didn't have a footballer's shape, body. Um, it's like, a bit like Tyson Fury. He ran. His feet were really <laughs> sort of. He was pigeon toed. So when he ran, his feet were really short. So he didn't have a long stride. Not like not like Meninga, mate. Meninga was he was like a Group One stallion. Like when he ran, man. He's a, Big dark stallion running at you, not hundred miles an hour. And then Joey Johns, and he was the same, you know, or bucket, bucket ass. He he didn't look like a footballer either. Um, but you get him the ball. I remember people trying to run over the top of Joey, and Joey just the his defence was just as good as his, his attack. But Marky Meninga, uh, is he scary? Mm. It was you know that that I was coming into that era where we were just getting used to playing against the Aussies and and winning a couple. Um, but it was always a challenge. We had we had we had the same guy on our our side, 
that was like Meninga, and he marked up against Meninga when he was 19, Kevin Edel. Uh, those two together, when they marked each other, it was it was such a good – you know, I was on the other side of the football field, but it was such a good battle to watch because Kev was just as devastating. It's interesting you said that about Joey Johns because I remember being uh, on the ground at Mount Smart at one point for a Newcastle game, the Warriors-Newcastle, and Joey Johns was out warming up. And I'd, I'd never seen him up close, you know, but I was like maybe 10 feet away from him. The thighs on that guy, is he? Boy, mm. like, I mean, like, I'm not small, but I reckon his, one of his thighs was both of mine combined. He's like tree trunks, <laughs> his legs. Oh, mate. And, and when you're opposite them, like, I've been opposite some, some big blokes in, my, in the time, and I'm thinking, oh, please pass the ball. Please miss him out or do something. It's a, You know those players that are special, eh? Hey, lads, like, you can't be you played against some special players. The ones that are really special, they stand out. They stand out because they're just presence and everything that they do is is world class. Oh man, you're lucky! Like you got to play against one, of, well, a couple of the greats, mate. You yeah. got one of his jerseys. No surprises. You went and asked him for his jersey. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm just surprised <laughs> he gave it to me. Like you know, <laughs> but he, he like he was a he was a true champion. And and Wally too. Like in my day, when I I was so lucky to be a young bloke playing in that mm. against that guy on the back end of his career. Um, when he was playing for Australia. But, you know, when you have a guy, you know how they talk about Cam Smith runs the game? You know, the modern-day footballer, and everyone goes, oh, Cam Smith, like, he just gets into the referees and he talks to them. Mate, Wally Lewis used to do it on steroids. He was 10 times better than Cam Smith. You know, that's why, they could, that's why Ray, Ray Warren on Wednesday said, when I asked him, who was the best player that you saw through Origin? And he said, I've always said it, it's the king, Wally Lewis. Mm. And, mate, I've been in games where he's just had referees wrapped around his finger and you're just sitting there there and because I was a young guy I couldn't talk to the referee I'm going I can't believe you're falling for that one you know <laughs> <laughs> the special ones eh? the special ones Richie aka McCall that was the one in the rugby union just had something with those referees love it Kempi yep 40 Friday sports Friday uh, Rick We'll remember next time, brother. Appreciate it. Hey, uh, Kempe, what have we got coming up on the show, brother? Well, it's a good day today, mate. It's a stacked card. We've got Sean Maitland coming out at 7 o'clock talking rugby and his uh, obviously his tra- trips overseas. Al Sheik Sharok will come on at 7.40 to talk about a couple of horses, um, one called Jam, of course, uh, just ask me, and another one that he's just sold. Uh, Artie Sevier, the great man, the great All Black, will join us after 8 o'clock. We've got... Quizzy Dag today, and if you're listening and you want to play Quizzy Dag for the first time, don't be shy because today the bonus bet is worth two hundred bucks. That'll get your weekend rolling, especially if you chuck just that on Jam. You'll get you'll double your money. Uh, Paulie Mawadi also will get some tips off him. Friday tipple, and uh, yeah, so hopefully new tunes, mate. We'll play some new tunes out. Kez has got a couple, mate. Kez has got a couple. Beautiful, two hundred bucks, eh? Yeah. Sure, here's a question, lads. Should we give it away today, or should we play the same way we've been playing? Like, it's built up. We want to have one of our lucky listeners going into the weekend with you know, pockets full, don't we? Well, Kez is giving me the old jackpot at sign, but I reckon when you get to this amount, you've got to give it away on a Friday, don't you? You've got to give yeah, it away Friday, on a Friday for a weekend punt. Friday, I'm, I'm, leading into the weekend. Yeah, I'm fun day Friday, mate. Like, it would be, yeah. it'd make my day if I got a $200 bet. Bonus bet put in my TAB account, especially with the races on this weekend. Some some good racing over um, in Brisbane, and of course, uh, we've definitely got some good racing here in New Zealand down in Whanganui with that uh, that race as well. So, mate, if I had that two hundred dollar bonus bet, I know what I'd be doing with it. 
Well, there you go. 0800-150-811 is our phone line. You can call that any time throughout the show. Double eight double three, the text machine on the Temper Bedpost text machine. But Quizzy Dag at 6.40, we're going to give away today that $200 bonus bet for the from the TAB. And I'm encouraging you. I know you hungry pundits at home that are always hungry for that bonus bet every single day. Well, if you're a new caller, I won't rig it. Promise. Wink, wink. I'll get you paid. <laughs> so remember, 6.40, Quizzy Dag. You know it's coming how, up. You know how you say I won't rig it? That you're supposed to stop there. You're not supposed to say wink, wink. <laughs> that kind of defeats the whole purpose, bro. Just quietly. Yeah, I know. I know, but can I, can I, can I tell, me anyway, can I tell a story no about that? No one believes me. <laughs> <laughs> I tell, it's a similar story. It's not got winking. <laughs> Man, remember yeah, when you, you first go to your first bar? You know, like, I don't know if you guys remember when you go to your first bar, but I used to hear these stories, you know, like I'm 16. I think when I was... Allowed, you weren't allowed in the bar back in my day till you're 21, so that was that was a long time ago. But I was 16, went to the, up to the White Hart. They had this room called the Red Room, Rick, and it was where the live music was playing. The exponents oh, yeah. were playing. Sweet. Came into town, so I went up, thought, oh yeah, I'll go to the exponents, and I did the story about all the boys, you know, all the older boys, and they go, yeah, mate, we just go in the bar, and we just drink our rum and coke, you know, we take a bottle of rum in and get a coke, and then we just drink our rum and coke. So that's what I heard. That was went into my head. So I get up 16, get in, go into the bar. I go up to the bar and the, the girl goes, what would you like? I said, a Coke. And so she puts a Coke. Yep. Pulls a Coke. Puts a Coke down in front of me. I pull my rum bottle out. <laughs> oh, my. And t- t- tip it into the, tip the rum into the Coke. And she goes, looks at me and goes, what are you doing? I said, just having a rum and coke. <laughs> and shall we say that? Uh, no, the bottom lost it. They didn't kick me out. They just took the rum. Is <laughs> a trip oh, for you. Is a trip for young players. Oh <laughs> yeah, experience. That's it. Oh gullible. Oh, that is outstanding. That is outstanding. Ah, oh, well, we should, oh, listen, boys. I think I think we should move on. We should and we should move on and do this. Can't wait. Question of the day. I don't know if you guys saw this yesterday, but there's a story that's come out of Australia, an interview that Eddie Jones has done, and he said, look, regardless of what happens, whether I win or lose the World Cup, I'm quitting after the World Cup. He signed a five-year contract six months ago, replaced (laughs) Dave Renton. He's like, no, I'm done. I'm I'm, I'm one and done. Uh, This World Cup, I'm out. Uh, Which made me think... I don't know if that's a bad thing for Australian rugby. I mean, how much money are they going to save if they don't have to pay out the rest of that contract? But, I mean, well, what does it mean for Australian rugby if Eddie Jones quits after the World Cup, regardless of what happens there, uh, now that they've got a, Andy Marinos is gone or going and, and, and Eddie Jones is going to be gone? What does it mean for Australian rugby? I mean, as New Zealand rugby fans, should we be worried? Because we need Aussie rugby to be reasonably strong for us to continue, right, Is yeah, look, it's it's an. I don't know if I believe it. You know, Eddie Jones is Eddie Jones. You just he, we spoke yesterday about uh, yesterday about the mind games that coaches play. Steve Henson, very very good at it. Other coaches out there, very good at playing the media. This might be Eddie Jones having a little ploy. You know, like he loves to create a little debate, little bit of debate, keep everyone on the edge of their seats. You know, not getting comfortable. But um, oh, look, obviously with Andy Marinoff's gone, uh, that's a big reason why he's obviously signed with uh, Rugby Australia because they've got a really good friendship. That might have repercussions. That might be the reason why. It probably is the reason why. If he goes, will it be the be or end all? I don't think so. 
I don't, I don't think so. I think like he's going to do his job. And Richard McCaw come out yesterday and even backed him. Like any team that Eddie Jones gets his hands on in the first six to eight months, they're going to surprise plenty. And that isn't the, he isn't the first person to say that. So they're going to be competitive. But if it is true and he goes at the end, I don't think it's the end. But Hamish McLennan, the CEO or the chairman in Rugby Australia, he is shaking a few feathers, isn't he? Mm. He is shaking a few feathers. There's a bit of a uh, there's a bit of a fraction between NZR and Rugby Australia, just a bit of an ego off. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's probably the the guy, if anyone, that really needs to step aside and let things play out. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you'll call on that, but the, like we read a lot. I've never met the bloke, but for what I get an understanding, he's he's losing the he's losing the back room a wee bit. Mm, yeah, well, is he? Those, oh. Well, those two gone. Is it, is it all down to, to the? Well, look to at it. Chairman. It's all falling apart around him. Mm. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and and you you just don't know with with Eddie Jones too what the if it's a diversion from a from from the you know that's what I mean the I core issue. Yeah, is he throw is he throwing a diversion in there because he knows that he's probably been told he's not going to have a five year contract either. Um, like I said last week, he was sitting down and watching the that Stan Sport um, while I was down in the Hawks Bay that was playing in the hotel and just listening to them talking about Australian pathways. It's a t- it's a tough one for Aussies, eh? Because they play rugby in private schools, mm. you know. And when you're talking mm. to the league boys, because because rugby league through New South Wales and Queensland is their number one sport, you t- you talk to them about rugby and they say, well, none of us play rugby because none of us went to private schools, you know. It's the Kibra highs, yeah. the Corumban highs, you know, the public schools. Um, and the, and it's sort of the rich man's game in, in in Australia. It's whether or not they can actually get people like Eddie Jones. So if you're saying that the the, the player base is poor, is he? What does that mean about the coaching mm. base? Because you've had Dave Rennie yeah, there. You know what I mean. You've had Kiwi yep. coaches before. Um, do you go back to that, or do you, do you pull someone through the Australian system? Yeah, I think if the, if Eddie does go, the the next man on on the block is probably um, Stephen Larkin. You're probably thinking Larkin's going to have a, a crack at the head roll. He's been with the Brumbies for years. He's been plying his trade. He's probably the obvious fit to take over from Eddie. But outside of that, Kempi, there is no one else. Really, there is no one else. And that's what I love with league. Like the, the, you look at Billy Slater and and the NRL. Like a lot of the past players, the great players, they stay involved with the game and they get into coaching. It's a special role. Don't get me wrong. People ask me if I'd coach. I'm like, hell no. I enjoy helping people and I enjoy you know, being a mentor for a lot of these players. But when it comes down to coaching, you've got to really be deeply in love with the game. Now, someone over there, Stephen Larkham, prime example. He could take over that role. But outside of that, when you think of rugby IP in terms of players, who else is involved in the game? There's no one. Mm. Brad Thorne, maybe? No, I don't think he's be, cooked, yeah, isn't he? He won't take it. He won't nah, take it either. He won't, he won't get it. Nah, look, he, I think his time at the Reds, he went in there and he made a real big culture shift. But, um, you know, he's real old school. That old school mentality of just being tough and being angry. Yeah. And you saw that with Freddie Fittler. You know, yeah. it works to an extent, but a guy like that's calm and cool like Billy Slater, you get a different reaction to this day and age of players. It is changing, Kempi. You know that the yeah. players are changing their ways that they react to certain criticism. It's different now. So you've got to have a certain approach to coaching. Eddie Jones, he'll get a change real quick, but after a year of that, you get stale. It's it's old, you know. So yeah. he'll lose the room. 
So they're probably making a good decision with that decision, Rick. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, he did himself say that he stayed in the England job too long, didn't he? And that you know, and yeah, he, and, and he learned from long. that. He learned from that. But I mean, one year is not too long. Yeah, I know, I know, but one year's probably long enough to hear his voice moaning <laughs> and, and being angry, you know? Like, so, yeah, but the future for Rugby Australia doesn't look bright because they're going to have to go offshore unless Stephen Larkham steps into that role. And who's his assistant's going to be like? They need to really lean on that rugby IP. The people that have been in it, you've got to look to the Bledisloe, the Gregans, the Horans, the Mortlocks, you know, the, the Totai Kefus. They're the people that know what it takes to win Bledisloe Cups, they need to be involved with that rugby team because at the moment they've got no identity. They haven't had the, uh, the Bledisloe for years and um, that's where they really need to get to, I think, Rugby Australia. How long How long is it that has been since they've had the Bledisloe? 2000. 2003, I think. Yeah. That, yeah. Wow. 20, yeah. 20 years of empty cabinets. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, well, there, I mean, there was yeah. that story that the actually uh, Australian uh, Rugby HQ got broken into and their trophy cabinet got robbed. Did you hear about that? Oh. No, the police are looking for a green and gold carpet. I don't know if I got robbed. They had nothing to steal, Ricardo. Well, that's what I mean, mate. The only thing missing was the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> nothing else in there. <laughs> I know there's nothing a few... on the computers, too. There's no money. <laughs> I know there's a few Aussies listening, too. They'll be bending over backwards to, uh, to get that bled. It's like, mate, look, if he, if he leaves, I I don't mind him as a, as a character. I think he's colourful and he's good for the game as far as you know, when you listen to him, I actually listened to a, a – he did a guest speaking stint and I, I sat down and I listened to the podcast. He was actually quite entertaining. Um, mm. But, yeah, where do you go? Where do you go? I'm, and the other thing is, what is the diversion? Because as soon as you said that to me, I'm like, well, what is the diversion? Is he signed to go to Japan? Has he signed to go to the Northern Hemisphere and go back to club football? You know, is that where he thinks that, you know, he's going to make he's gonna make his money? Because he's not going away. He'll, Mate, it, these, these blokes don't need to work again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. They've made plenty. They'll go get an advisor role in Japan and turn up for a month and go home and make plenty. Yeah, That's exactly. Exactly. I mean, the only reason for him to keep coaching is ego. He doesn't need the money. So a, a cushy job as the director of rugby for United States Rugby or something like that, will, like, as he said, will be, the, will be the go for him. But, yeah, your thoughts. That is a can't-wait question of the day. Eddie Jones says he's quitting after the Rugby World Cup despite having a five-year contract. Where does this leave Australian rugby? Our temper bedpost text machine, double eight double three. You can call us, of course, 0800 150 You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Z. It's 6.26 here on SENZ. Uh, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast and Louie for breakfast as well. Up, up from the chicha. Nice to see you, brother. Nice to see you. Uh, Louie in the house as well. And uh, keep your texts coming through to double eight double three or call us 0800 150 of course, is the Temper Bedpost text machine. Temper and Bedpost range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. And uh, we've been talking about Eddie Jones, talking about stepping away from the Wallabies job after the World Cup. Is there a positive sign here? Is there is there a positive side to this story? I mean, I don't know how much money Rugby Australia are paying him, but we know they don't have a heap. Is is it could this actually work in Rugby Australia's favour? Is he? Well, this is a, a positive out of it, is that it encourages the coaches that are in 
the pipeline to have a genuine chance of taking over. So there's an opportunity there. Like you think if there's an like if you think at Steve Hansen, he was in the top job for 12 years or 10 years. When you have someone that's in that role for a very long time, players that are coming, oh, coaches that are coming through the pathways don't see a genuine opportunity there, so they look elsewhere. So a positive out of this is if there's coaches in Australia, whether they are past players or very good coaches, that gives them an incentive to really knuckle down and build their future, build their culture, build what their identity is as a coach, knowing that there's an opportunity to coach Australia. So that, that is the positive out of it. Ricardo, knowing that there's a chance for them to go and coach their international side. The other side, the flip side of it, is does this have repercussions for Super Rugby Pacific? You know, if there's an opportunity there, because there's limited coaches over there, let, let's be honest. And if they do lose those top coaches, a bit like what's happening in New Zealand rugby at the moment, coaching uh, positions for the Blues, still no coach. The Crusaders, still no coach. Hurricanes have submitted their coach, so they're leading the way. They've put a good plan in place. Over there, if they one of those coaches go out, is there people in the ranks that could take over Super Rugby? So, like, Super Rugby's going to have a big, um, you know, it's going to be affected in this. And, and it's already an affected product. It's already um, wavering. So... That, that's probably the worrying sign there. What happens to Super Rugby with this? Here's, I'll, I'll throw a name at you and see, see what you think here. A guy that's got a lot of overseas experience. He's worked uh, with Wales. He's worked with Scotland. He's been a head coach at both of those. He's now do, uh, doing something with the Canadian rugby. What about Scott Johnson? Scott Johnson. Yes. Yes, I don't know too much about Scott Johnson. Sorry, Ricardo, but... As he's obviously a past player. Has he yeah. played in Australia? Has he coached in Australia? Okay, well, there you go. That's a perfect example of someone that is offshore. They don't have to be in Australia. Like, there'll be a ton of coaches that are coaching offshore that could potentially come back. So, like, you think, knowing that Eddie's going to pass up the baton after the World Cup, <laughs> there's going to be people popping up around the globe that will go, okay, this is an opportunity for me to come back. So they'll be in those conversations. But at, at the moment, it's pretty rattled in there. Hamish McLennan has rattled so many feathers. And uh, now you've got Andy Marinos moving on. You've got Eddie Jones saying he's had enough. Who else has had enough of this? Yeah, I think you're right with Stephen Larkham. Mate. I think Stephen Larkham's in the, in the firing line um, to, get that, to get that role. It's really interesting coming out of Australia. Just reading an article um, about Eddie Jones and the belief. You know when you say that he comes in and, he, and the short hit is the best hit with Eddie Jones because he makes those changes and has an impact. There's an article coming out of Australia where um, – Alator, who's on the, I think he's on the coaching staff, said that all the players actually believe that they can go over there and win the World Cup. That's what Eddie Jones has brought to the Australian side this year. So um, maybe he's just, you know, because he's done it before with the Australian team, hasn't he? Maybe it's just his, his, his last bit of legacy that he wants to do. He wants to go and get it, go out. If he can win it, he wins. Look, it'd be a fairy tale if he goes and wins it for Australia. Um, it's going to be a pretty tough job to do that. We 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 know that. But... Imagine if he did do that and and um, walked away from the Australian job. Everyone would be calling him a genius. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and, and then it's a, a where to next, a where to next for a lot of people, including Australian rugby. And oh, for, look, and I, think, I think they go with Stephen Larkham. I th- you know what, as he said, makes total sense. You know, Stephen Larkham, you know, he's played in that key position for the for the Wallabies. Um, he's coaching. He's current. He knows what players need. They they, they like him. Um, and he's, he's involved with Eddie Jones at the moment with that transition. He, I reckon he just picks it straight up. 
It'll be interesting to see what does happen. It, uh, now, we don't have uh, Araha in the studio at the moment. She is uh, on her way uh, up uh, from because we've had a few technical issues. So no news at the moment. Hopefully we'll have news for you at 7. But we will bring you sports headlines after this. Tell you what, it must be a cold one down in Christchurch. I can see the steam coming out of Izzy's breath. Mate, have you been heat, drinking Milo? Is the heat pump not working? Get a Milo. Give, give me a, a Milo. Get a, why? I've I've got a moustache. Oh, is, is that what that is? Is that what that is? <laughs> yes, of course I've got a moustache. Do, do you want to know why? I don't know why I'm growing a moustache. My wife absolutely hates it. She can't stand it. And I'm like, well, isn't that a good thing, my darling? It takes me from an eight to a six, doesn't it? <laughs> oh. Oh, it'd take me six months. <laughs> too good, too good. Let's get to our sports news headlines. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. And uh, tell you who is in a bit of trouble is Jose Mourinho. Uh, the former Chelsea and Manchester United Sprayed boss. Him. You got paid <laughs> yesterday too, didn't you? Oh, I did. I did. I, I, I was on that game to go to penalties, and I got paid, and then I lost it all. Um, on a on that wonderful bet. tip. On oh, that wonderful <laughs> tip said, that Kippy gave me. I, mate, I said <laughs> I, when he told me, I said, "Oh, it's a hail mary, mate." That one. <laughs> I had a twenty dollar bonus bet. I chucked it on 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 uh, on the the Europa League final to go to penalties at five, so won a hundred, and then went fifty bucks each way on Kempi's tip, which finished fourth. Uh, <laughs> oh, unlucky, unlucky, uh, mate. Unlucky. But anyway, um, sports news headlines: Jose Mourinho uh, is the coach of Roma at the moment, and uh, they lost on penalties in the Europa League final. The first time in six attempts that he's lost a European final. Um, well, so he's won all of the rest. Uh, but he furiously confronted referee Anthony Taylor in the car man. park. And, yeah, he said he seems yeah. he seems <laughs> Spanish, is what he said. Uh, You're which, pathetic. <laughs> yeah. You're a joke. <laughs> Severe oh, one crazy. on penalties. And um, the referee, English referee, Taylor, he just out 14 yellow cards, eight of those to Roma players, which is the most ever in a Europa League game. And he played nearly 30 minutes of added time for injuries and wow. time wasting and everything. Uh, there's got to be an investigation. There's got to be an investigation. Mourinho said uh, it was an intense, vibrant game with a referee who seemed Spanish. It was yellow, <laughs> oh. yellow, yellow all the time. After the game, footage which has been shared widely on social media showed Mourinho directing a string of expletives towards the officials in the car park, labelling their performance an effing disgrace. Uh, mm. UEFA are waiting on the referee's match before report before deciding whether to take any action against Mourinho. 
What are they doing? It was crazy. Off? What do they do? They find him? Yeah, he'll get he'll, he'll get, get fine. He'll get fine. He might get a touchline ban, but yeah, it's great. That's just Jose trying to deflect. Like you said, he's proud, proud man, proud coach. First time he's ever lost the final in Europe, uh, and uh, it didn't didn't take it too well. Um, how's this? This is a great story. A pub. I, I don't know. Is he how good or, or can be how good you were as kids, and whether or not uh, you know you had uncles and, um, and 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 friends of the family who thought you were going to make it from an early age. But this guy did. He's a, a guy that owns a <laughs> pub in the UK. Has just won fifty thousand pounds overnight after a bid he put on fourteen years ago came in. Okay, so which is what you can do over there, right? Eh? Yeah, totally. He put a hundred quid. On, on, at odds of 500 to 1, that Josh Tung, who was only 11 at the time, would go on to play test cricket for England. And he kept the, the bet slip in his, in his cupboard. He said, it must be wor-, he said, I thought it must have been worth 100 pounds. He's a fast bowler, Josh Tung, and uh, this guy's dad and the guy that owns the uh, Cricketers Arms pub uh, played cricket together for the Redditch Cricket Club back in the 90s. He wanted a place to bet, apparently, when Josh was only six years old, but he couldn't get any bookies to take the bet. So he put it on when he was 11 years old. That's awesome. And um, he said about, this guy Tim Piper said about him, he said, this little kid was amazing. He bowled leg spin, googly top spins. It was like watching Shane Warne. Um, Tung actually considered retiring last year because of shoulder injuries, but he recovered and has gained a place in the England 11 with James Anderson and Ollie Robinson out injured. So he made his test debut overnight at Lords against Ireland. Uh, bold 13 overs took none for 40. But I hope hey, you paid he paid the tax there. on that. Like, I hope you paid the VAT on that because when you when you put a bet on over the UK, they say you want to pay your tax now, and you every time you go, yep, I'll take I'll pay I'll pay the VAT on top of it because if it comes in and wins, you've got to pay the VAT on the winnings. Oh, not on the not on the yeah. Yeah right. There you go. So, uh, is, oh. it, at what point? At what point did anybody in your uh, family or wider <laughs> circle go? You know what? This kid's got something. Uh, nah, there was probably a little bit of doubt floating around them when a young little Izzy Dag was roaming around Hawks Bay and uh, doing all things that you shouldn't be at this the age of twelve, like sleeping at the library and telling <laughs> mum and dad I'm staying at my mate's house and we went out roaming. No, so there was no. <laughs> yeah, they just they lost hope. For Israel Dag, but it's a great story. It's a bit like Rory McIlroy's dad when he bet on him to uh, win the Open at a young age, and he made plenty. Obviously, when he won the when he won the Open major, so uh, awesome. Yeah. Well done, well done to that, that that supporter. Yeah, well done to that man. Well done to that man. I, I actually uh, I did a show uh, with Isaac Boss a while ago. Here uh, yeah. we were filling in. It was a public holiday. Can't remember which one might have been over Easter or something. And because he played for Ulster, and Rory McIlroy is a big Ulster fan, right? A rugby fan. And he said, yep. so he got to know Rory McIlroy pretty well. He went to Rory McIlroy's 21st. Wow. Uh, all, all the Ulster boys did. And he's got a, he's got a, you, you boys are golfer. Well, is he? You're a golfer. Kemper, you're a hacker like me. Yeah. Uh, but he has got uh, one of Rory McIlroy's drivers in his bag. <laughs> and his awesome. Yeah, he said like Rory yeah. just uh, like they they went for a hit and Rory left it somewhere and he had it in his bag. He said, oh, "I've got your driver," and he's like, "Ah, oh, you can have it. Don't worry about it." There you so, go. Uh, put yeah, it, put it straight on eBay. <laughs> Get him to sign it. Get him to <laughs> sign it. How good? How good? Uh, so we'll talk more about that a little later on. Uh, more sports news headlines coming your way. Just seen Araha walk in the building actually, which is good because that means we'll have uh, news and sport for you at seven o'clock. But that was your sports news headlines. Trades and builders power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Now, it is time. $200 worth of TAB bonus bets on Come the on. line. Quizzy you know. dag. 
Get the burners out. Does he get the burners out? Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Hurry up. You're all sitting there. Simmering away, it is time. 0800-150-811. Come on, take me on. Oh, there's a new number there. <laughs> is that a burner phone? I can remember every voice that comes on, Quizzy Dag. So don't you think you can be like Ants and trick me? Uh-uh, Ants. I get the luck last Kempi's just walked Give out of the call. studio, by the way. <laughs> 0800-150-811 to take on me, the Quizmaster. Call now. Hey, you know we're finally here, right? Where are we? It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag, 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 Dag. Oh, you thought you did as and can be. But the questions stress you out, yay. The Quizmaster is getting busy. But Uncle's Clues would give you gout Think you can beat them, try your luck Who's in there gonna call you chump? T.A.B. bonus bets, they're on us T.A.B. 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 Quizzy Dag and T.A.B. bonus bets Don't ask Google all your slay It's Quizzy Dag on It's Quizzy Yes, that's right. Let's rip straight into it. We're going to head to the far north. We're going to talk to Kyle from Whangarei. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Ned. How are we? Yeah, morning, oh, morning. Good, mate. Good luck. Ready, ready to get you paid $200. Beautiful. Come on, Kyle. That'll be good. Good luck, <laughs> Thank mate. You. Good luck. You get, one, you get one clue, too. Kempi will give you a good clue oh, beautiful. today. Okay, so if you get stuck, just ask Uncle Kempi. Here we go. Question number one. Which team has pulled out of Australia's Super 8 netball competition? Ah, ooh. Brisbane. (laughs) Didn't want the clue either. (laughs) Nah. I'll wait for for probably the easiest one. I'm gone. See you later, boys. (laughs) (laughs) See you. Kyle. Appreciate your call, brother. <laughs> Have a good day. Have a good weekend. We're going to talk to John from Napier. Good night. How's it going? Morning. Yeah, Morning. good, John. How you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah. A bit tired, but nah, all good. All um, good, mate. I hope no, you're doing I, I don't all right. Know that <laughs> well, well, actually, Ants came on last night and answered it. He gave the answer yesterday, but I, I banned him. But, so you can get a clue if you'd like. Um, yeah, give us a clue. Great, yeah, great AFL you. team. This side on the on the uh, on the way down the Surf Highway with um, the hoop with the hoops. Similar to that great Hawks Bay team too. Um, the Magpies, uh, Melbourne Vixens. You had it. You're there. You had it. You had it. You had it, John, but can't give it to you, mate. Appreciate it. Have a good day, brother. Give love to my beautiful Hawks Bay. Jade from Hamilton, morning. Morning, boys. How are we? Good, thank you. Put us out of our misery. Collingwood, mate. 
Yeah, there you go. There you go. Question number two. Which club will Sam Whitelock be playing for after the 2023 Rugby World Cup? Oh, that's the French club, isn't it? Um, we will say he's going to play for Toulon. It's not too long. Sorry, Jade. Have a good day, mate. We're going to get a mark from Tauranga. Morning, boys. How are you? M- morning, Mark. Morning. Good to hear your voice, brother. Morning. Which club will Sam Whitelock be playing for after the 2023 Rugby World Cup? I think I heard it on the news. Was it Poe? Poe is correct. Car-po. With his brother, Luke Whitelock. 0800-150-811. New caller. Give us a call. 200 bucks up for grabs today. We're giving it away. Question number three. Who is playing mixed doubles with Mike Venus at the French Open? Uh, yep. Uh, you can give me a call and I still won't get it. So catch up on that. <laughs> I think it was all the faith all right. that you showed in Mark there. You just before he answered, before you asked him that question, you were telling other people to call in because you knew he wasn't going to get it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So here we go, Nick from Wellington. Morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Who is playing mixed doubles with Mike Venus at the French Open? Oh, um, 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 I'm trying to think of his name. Another Kiwi player there. I can't think. Mixed. 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 Oh, mixed. 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 Um, oh. I don't know. She's quit. I reckon it. She's quit. <laughs> no. No, it's not. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Have a good day. Alvin. Morning, Alvin. Oh, who was playing mixed doubles with Mike Venus at the French Open? Is it Bianca and Destro or something? Yeah, it is correct. Ranked 42 in singles. Question number four, mate. Which English football club plays at Kenilworth Road and were previously previously just relegated to the top league? Um, got a clue, Kimpy. Promoted, sorry. Great town. Oh, Luton Town? Luton Town? Yeah, there he is. Question number five. Valence Tefare is on the bench for the Dolphins this weekend when they take on the Warriors at Go Media Stadium, Mount Smart. Which Heartland Championship rugby team did he make two appearances for before switching codes? Come on, Alvin. 200 bucks. Come on, Alvin. Waikato? <laughs> Close. Heartland, bro. Heartland. 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 Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, nice. brother. Nicely done. We're gonna go to we're gonna go to Michael. Hey, go, Michael. You there, Michael? Michael. Hello. Hello, Michael. Valens yeah, Tefare is on the bench for the King Dolphins. Country, King Country. Are you sure? Do you want to double down on yep. that? How sure right. are you? Pretty sure. Well, 100% sure. <laughs> <laughs> you beauty. Hey, Michael, 200 bucks with the bonus bits coming your way, my friend. Well done. Stay, stay online, mate, and they'll hook you up. Kids will get that paid to you. Think, thanks, Steve Run, and thanks for calling up us up, mate. Whereabouts are you in the, in the country? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wellington. Wellington. What are, you, what are you putting it on? Oh. Ran, ran for the shield holders, mate, you know, <laughs> for the year. <laughs>
Oh, don't get too comfortable, mate. You're going to get oh, a hiding on Saturday. Sorry, mate. Warriors sitting, Warriors sitting plus for sure, mate. There you go. There you go. I'm trying to check what that is. <laughs> All good, mate. Rough into it. All right, we'll shoot off. We'll come back with some love racing with Tony Kim. Just ask me over on the outside, back on the inside, Deerfield, and then Mary Louise. So under the 60 kilos, just ask me, has ranged up. He's hit the front here, a fair way from home, but he put a bit of distance in them, on them as well from Takira as he falls closer to the inside, is running on. And then Mary Louise, oh, what a wonderful galloper here. Just ask me on a milestone day for Jonathan Parks. And he grabs his fourth on the program and bolted in. From Mary Louise, I don't know, third. Yes, let's hope he can do that again tomorrow. Find a thoroughbred race day at events.loveracing.nz. This year, Love Racing update. And that was just asked me on its last start. But he's been set for the race tomorrow, race six at Whanganui. I'm just going to read a quick text here because it's coming. Ricardo, you had 100 bucks yesterday, and then you did it. I know you how you feel. I so believe in Kempe's best bet. I had a crack. I was imagining I fill it Chardonnay, the lot hit the restaurant, but that was substituted for one dollar fifty worth of hokey and a dollar chips. But I'm still a believer, Kempe. And I tell you what, Kev from Titarangi, believe this. Get on tomorrow, and I reckon what you do is you add times ticking to a little quinella with just ask me, and you go out there, get your money back, and a little bit extra, and you take the wife out for a good night out. So that's. Love racing for me today. I'm on. I'm on. Jam. We're going to get some jam tomorrow. And he's uh, racing in the AGC training stakes. Wait for age 1600. They've all got to carry the same weight as the b- big boy. And mm. uh, time sticking's a very good horse. It's going to it's going to run jam close. But we're feeling pretty confident about that. Uh, con- con- congrats. Congratulations also to Alan Shark. Um, Carbonadus has been sold to the Australians. One start, two-year-old down in Taranaki. The boys in Australia got paid on Giddy Up with that horse. They get to look at it first up over there. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's going to go out and run it, run a winner group one, Rick. Beautiful, beautiful, Kempe. And just on that, uh, Kevy, I'll put Secura Girl to win over at the Oaks for our Kempe's kicker as well. So if that gets up, mate, you get half of that. I got it at nine bucks. It's obviously come in a wee bit, but that's okay. So good luck for that, my friend. A big weekend. Cheers for that, Kempi. Good luck with Jam coming up. Sean Maitland talking rugby in the UK. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go Flying over cities down to Rio, it's Rio Love that I feel, oh nothing lasts forever But I'm down for the minute, so just chill Wherever she goes, I go, we roll, we go Flying over cities down to Rio, it's Rio Love that I feel, oh nothing lasts forever But I'm down for the minute, so just chill
Welcome back, Izzy Kempi for breakfast, SENZ. It's just after 7 o'clock here on a Friday. Yes, we've made it. The weekend is upon us, and it's a big weekend of sport and racing. Our very own Warriors taking on the Dolphins. So good. You can catch all the action live here on SENZ. Kempi and Sammy Hewitt doing a great job giving you all the call for that game. I had a wee listen over the weekend. It was a great listen. So uh, I even gave him a call after that game. There was plenty going on throughout the match. Hopefully they can uh, change their fortunes and get the job done this weekend up against a quality Dolphins outfit. Uh, big hour here. We're going to talk to Sean Maitland shortly. We're also going to have a chat, catch up with Al Sharrock. Obviously, Jam just asked me racing this weekend. We'll have an update of how Jam's progressing. Had a great win in his last outing and paid six bucks. And then after eight, we're going to continue the rugby theme. We've got Adi Savia, the Crusaders, taking on the Hurricanes. A depleted Crusaders side, full of injuries. Um, so Adi and his team will be full of confidence that they can send Dane Coles out his last time in the capital playing for the Hurricanes. Or maybe not. They might have a little playoff there if they can get the job done. But that's enough of that. We're going to cross over to the UK and catch up with my good friend, Sean, a.k.a. Sionet Maitland. He is up there. He's finished his Premier League run. He obviously finished the grand final beating the Sale Sharks over there at a pretty packed-out Twickenham Stadium. He's been over in the north for a very long time. He's played for the British and Irish Lions for Scotland many times. He's a try-scoring machine. He's not too bad on the golf course. And, well, I can't believe I called him at this time. It is time to put the kids down, so Narva will be holding the fort down, which is quite surprising seeing he's been on a wee bit of a bender for the last three days. But we'll have a catch-up with him. <laughs> Shawnee Maitland, how you going, mate? Mate, that's a hell of an intro, mate. That is a hell of an intro. Hey, boys, morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, I can hear it in your voice, mate. Uh, you obviously yeah. had a good end of the year. I've seen some photo- photos yeah. on the socials. Saracens yeah. getting up over the Sail Sharks. You obviously walked off a little bit limp. You all good, mate? How's, how's yeah. the body? Um, yeah, the body's not too bad, is he? Um, I'm slowly getting my my voice back after a big couple of days with the boys as you know don't have too many left <laughs> celebrating with the lads so i've got to you know i've got to give it give it gold um <laughs> when i get the opportunity you know my wife my lovely wife gave me a two-day visa which i took with both hands <laughs> um and um yeah we celebrated it to the early hours uh and got lost in london so um yeah it was a good couple of days obviously just happy to, to, to get the win because, you know, last year we lost. I don't know if you followed it last year. We lost to a last-minute drop goal to Freddie Burns. He's down at the Highlanders at the moment. Um, so that was pretty tough. But, um, yeah, 20 minutes on the field. Um, did something to my knee. Uh, it's not too bad. But, um, yeah, now I'm five weeks off, mate, off-season and uh, into full daddy daycare. Hey Sean, mate! Yeah. Uh, congratulations and uh, thanks for it's Kempis. Thanks for joining us this morning. Just, mate, just tell us a little bit about um, how close you you came to uh, leaving Saracens before you signed that extension. Mate, it's um, yeah, morning Tony. Anyway, um, it was it was lastminute.com, mate. It's uh, it was a contract that was literally down. You know, we had our leaving due on a on a Friday. And um, I still hadn't, I still didn't know if I was leaving or if I was staying uh, a week earlier. And I sort of said to the GM, I said, mate, what's going on? Like, am I, am I sticking around? Am I playing another year or am I moving back to New Zealand and, you know, 
get into the real world. And um, he sort of just gave me this look and said, uh, we're working on it um, for the politics to, to be involved. Um, so then it sort of came three days before the leaving due and I sort of got tapped on the shoulder and said, look, do you want to stay another year? And I was like, mate, I'd love to. Obviously, I love the club. I love what it's about. I love North London. I love London. And um, yeah, we're really settled here. So just grateful to keep on playing. And uh, I think, as he said it to me before, you know, you gotta, you gotta till the wheels fall off. So, um, yeah, no, the dream keeps going, mate. I was going to say North London. It sounds like you're properly enjoying it, mate. I'm not quite sure what that accent is, uh, Sean, but uh, sounds like it was a good time. Do I have an accent? I don't have an accent, surely. Yeah, oh, there's, mate, a, there's you a little do. bit bleeding yeah, through, a little bit bleeding <laughs> through. Boys, boys, yeah, my what happened to Tokoro boy? Bro, bro, you know, I was talking to Quay the other day and it came straight up, bro. So it's like, you know, you know take your chooses. You know, you know how to put on a good accent, brother. <laughs> I was going to say, Sean, if you know, you, you've got that extra year now at Saracens, which is great. So you can, yeah. you, you can, you can put off thinking about what's next for another uh, for another year. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as as a as a former uh, Clio Bachelor of the Year finalist, I mean, no, it was is modelling no. in your future. <laughs> No way, no. Oh, oh, look, who knows? You never know. Don't say fill up. But uh, I have been called, you know, my, some of my nicknames are on the club is Dilf, um, Silver, <laughs> you know, Silver Fox. Uh, you know, I'm not going to name names, but um, nah, look, um, <laughs> there's no way I'm getting into that. No way. As he's just, he's taking the piss with me. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I can't believe you bought it. Art Rick Dog, he is humble, my good friend, Sean Maitland. Um, he's got a beautiful wife. He's halfway down the pitch. Let's just remember that. Nava, she's uh, as beautiful as anything. Hey, uh, Sean, let's talk, let's throw back to, I made the move down to, Christchurch and yeah. uh, started my time here with Christchurch, uh, Canterbury Crusaders and um, you know like we obviously had a bit of a connection through our, in our younger years playing for the age we grade teams we you played for ha- Hamilton boys um, so made that move down and I only got to spend a brief time with you and then you made that decision you wanted to, to yeah. shoot off to the UK and, and have a crack like for that, that decision bro was that, was that an easier one back then and, and when you look back on that moment is there any yeah. regrets? Obviously, knowing what you've been able to do in the UK, British and Irish Lions playing for Scotland, pretty special. Oh, mate, it, yeah, it's been, as you say, it's almost, I'm always been in the in the UK for almost 11 years now, Izzy, so it's been mm. so long, you know, I'd probably call this home, you know, um, where I am now, well, you know, one of my homes. Um, mm. I love it so much, but yeah, if I look back all that time ago, uh, 11, 12 years ago, on my decision to, to leave New Zealand, um, leave everything I knew and and take uh, take Narva over to uh, Glasgow. Yeah, definitely no regrets, mate. Um, you know, let's be honest, you know, growing up in New Zealand, um, you, you know, you grow up, you want to, you know, you want to play for the All Blacks. You know, that was my dream growing up. I'm not going to obviously lie about that. But, you know, when I was too shit to, to, make, to make the All Blacks, you know, I always knew in the, in the back of my head that um, I was fortunate enough that having two, you know, Proud Glaswegian grandparents, you know, you know um, that I had an opportunity to, you know, maybe represent another country. And um, yeah, look, when you know, I think I was 23 at the time, so yeah, I was pretty young still. And um, yeah, like to leave Christchurch and and in the summer to arrive in Glasgow in the middle of November, it's snowing, and I'm saying to Nava, "What the hell have we done?" And honestly, it was uh, it was just mental. 
but yeah, everything happened so quick, bro. You know, like I arrived 2012, into 2012, and then by mid 2013, you know, I'd been capped for for Scotland, the Six Nations, and I was representing the British and Irish Lions in uh, Australia. So it was just absolutely mental, bro. And um, everything happened so fast. But yeah, look, I, I love my journey. I love obviously what I've done over here. Um, you know, from Glasgow to London Irish for a year to seven years at Saracens. It's just been an epic journey, bro. So you so you've made your move to North London and uh, you, you've been yeah. there for for eleven years, <laughs> Sean. What, what yeah, yeah. I, I took a mate over there in nineteen eighty nine, mate, to Doncaster, and he hasn't come home. Are you one of those guys Bondi. that uh, is going to be living uh, there for another thirty years? Geez, uh, Donny, I'm not hearing great things about Donny to be honest. But um, <laughs> yeah, mate, there's nothing it's, good, uh, mate. You say, yeah, you never said uh, never, Tony. Like um. Look, people do. I get the question. Obviously, I get asked a lot now because you know I'm coming towards the end of my career. You know, are you going to stay stay over, or what's your plans? Um, you know, me and the missus, we talk about it. You know, you know, mostly every week, and we sort of like, oh, if an opportunity to to stay over here, did you know, for a couple of years, you know, would love to stay. We're in, so we're in St Albans. It's um, uh, it's north North London. Um, it's a lovely town. It's got everything you need. We we train here, but we we sort of play down the road and more into London, but yeah, mate, we, we love it. Um, we're, the kids are in a good school. Um, it's a good town. Um, and if, if the right opportunity came up, yeah, hundred percent, we would stay for another two, three years, but I don't think, uh, if my, if my old man was listening to this, I think he'd, he'd uh, get back on the plane, boy, get home, get back to Tote, get back to Kinley, get a job, <laughs> get back in the mill, bro, get, get a finish up something. He'll, he'll, yeah, he loves it. So, I'd send my mum and dad over here too. Um, so it was good. I had so much fun over here. Mum and dad came from Tokoro. Um, I had my sister over from Japan and my auntie from Doha. So I had, man, it's been a good few weeks. Uh, obviously, spending time with the, with the grandkids as well. Um, but yeah, awesome. it's been pretty special. Yeah. Oh, mate, you you got a beautiful family and, and beautiful children as well, mate. So no doubt it would have been you a fun too, couple you of too. weeks with, <laughs> with the family. Um, just, just about that move, you know, like you, 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 you get better with age, mate. You're like a fine wine. You, you continue to play <laughs> rugby, but like all everything, it, it's all going to come to an end. When it, if it does I'm come to an end, you never know when. Like, what do you, what are you going to do, bro? What are you going to do? Um, what, what are your passions outside of rugby? Obviously, coaching could be an option, but outside of that, yeah. it's a million dollar question, isn't it? It is. It is a million dollar question, is he? Like, um, yeah. Like to be honest, mate. Uh, I've got no scooby-doo what I'm going to do after rugby. Um, the thing is, like, me and the missus have talked about this. Uh, we, on the way home, say we do, obviously, we leave we leave the UK, say, next year after next season. Um, I'd love to move to Bali for a year, bro, and just, just chill, just find a job, you know, like, to spend quality time with the family. And, you know, the more I tell people, the more people, like, oh, mate, you should really do that. Like, that's, that's going to be so cool. Because, um, yeah, like, you know, as you know, it is life's too short and, you know, I've got a young yep. family and obviously rugby's just consumed me for the last, you know, 15, 16 years. It's just been our life, isn't it? You know, we mm. spend more time with the lads than um, sometimes with your own families, with the tours and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah. Bro, that, yeah, I'd love to just move to Bali for a year and just figure out life, bro. Maybe, you know. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Do a bit of mushies, I don't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
Only <laughs> 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 calm down. Oh, but yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make some coffees. I don't know, man. And then move to Christchurch and then, and then get on the, the senior tour with you, mate. That would be a good plan, wouldn't it? Yeah, we'll play lots of golf. I'm waiting for you to come back, mate, my golf partner, to come oh, back and play some no. golf. Get down to Clearwater. Oh, I'll tune you up, mate. I'll tune you up. I've come a long oh, way since those days back knee, then. Mate. How's that knee getting along, boy? <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's good it'll be fine by then once you get back hey uh, you obviously yeah. played a hell of a lot for Scotland and they're genuine chance come World Cup time mate like obviously yeah. you've been amongst that, that crew and you've been amongst yeah. them for a very long time the transition from when you made it back in 2013 to now mate they're genuine yeah. competitors you got Gregor Townsend what can you put that down to mate like the transition from Beating, uh, you know, tier one sides, quality mm. tier one sides, absolutely competing with France's, the Ireland's, the English. Like, what, what, yeah. what do you put that to? Mate, yeah, as you said, bro, like, when I first turned up, like, um, you know, we didn't have a head coach. The, the head coach that, that got me over, he was, he got sacked literally as the day I arrived. I think they lost to Tonga at home. Um, so, yeah, obviously, that's going to get you sacked. But, uh, you're frigate, mate. He, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's switched on, man. He's, He's obviously re-signed for another, I think, three, four years. And um, with him, his mentality is just, you know, attack, bro, all-out attack. Um, and he's, he's obviously got the players that he wants. Um, the thing with Scotland is, like, it's always been depth. So, you know, one or two injuries away, um, you know, a Finn Russell gets injured or a Stuart Hall gets injured, literally, you know, the chances are over. But he's just... He's just had time with the lads. Um, you know, last World Cup was probably a bit of a fail. You know, we, we didn't uh, get it out of the get out of the group, but over the last sort of two three years, he's just developed the side of attacking mentality of, of rugby, and you sort of saw it in the Six Nations how you know the amount of tries that Scotland was scoring, uh, the amount, like mm. the rugby that was being played. Um, you know, should have beat France at home. Uh, sorry. Should have beat France away. You know, everyone was talking Grand Slam. You know, we beat England at Twickenham and then we, we rolled Wales and then it was, you know, it would just show, you know, obviously Six Nations is such a tough competition, but, um, you know, we should have beat France away. But, yeah, look, mate, it's, it, it means nothing when you're in the, the, the pool of uh, death. Hey, that is such a tough pool. Yeah. Um, you know, that whole side of the draw, I don't know how, how mental is that. I don't know how that ended up <laughs> like that, but... Um, Look, man, I'm back in Scotland, bro. Like, I'm, I'm confident, you know. We, all, we, all we have to do is just knock one of those big teams over, Ireland or South Africa. Mm. Um, you know, Ireland, I, I think they'll pick too soon, but we'll see. Um, yeah, yeah it's gonna be, <laughs> I do too. It's going to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, it's going to be tough. You know, you, obviously, you've been involved in World Cups, man. It's, it's going to be tough. And, like, don't let's, bro, let's not forget the tacos, mate. Holy heck, yeah, look at their back line. Mate, they are going to be... <laughs> They're going to be tough as well, the, the Tongan team. So, um, yeah, bro, look, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, Charles Piertel, uh, that guy, Israel Folau. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, Sean, <laughs> Sean, Sean, if you find yourself in France later this year, do you reckon you might have a tight calf before that game? Oh, mate, hopefully. Hopefully there's a couple of injuries. I might get a call-up. Um, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, we'll see how this knee is first, Jesus. Yeah. It's a bit sore, but um, yeah. Or <clears throat> well, two days out, out on the beers wouldn't have helped it. But anyway, you'll learn from that, oh, no. uh, uh, Shawnee. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I know, Barry. Hey, uh, Sean, I couldn't uh, couldn't help but uh, it's, it doesn't happen often on the show, but we did some research, and I uh, couldn't help but uh, you yeah. know see see some of the lineage uh, related to obviously Quade Cooper. You mentioned uh, smoking Joe Stanley, I think, in there too as well. Uh, so good genes. Yeah. Is there, uh, you seen any signs from the from the little ones, mate? Are you you got a future superstar running around in North London? Oh, mate, the wee man. I've I've managed to, to introduce him to. To some golf clubs, and he uh, he absolutely loves it. He he's carrying a golf ball around him. So I said, mate, when you get older, stay away from rugby and uh, pick up the golf because you know that's what that's what dad wants to do. You know when he's in his forties and fifties, a a dagger. So, um, but look, mate, yeah, look, it's um, yeah, we'll, we'll just see where the game is, eh? In, in, in 10, 15 years time before uh, before I get uh. We might not have we might not have any teams, mate. Everyone's over here, buddy. You know, freaking going um going bust. But um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully not in New Zealand. Oh, beautiful, Shawnee. Love you, brother. Good to have you on the show, and uh, can't yeah, wait boys. to have you home, man. I've obviously been hounding you. Hurry up. You know, they, those knees must be really sore. So get home and uh, oh. come and uh, come and, and don the the fairways with me, my friend. I'm looking forward yeah, to having you home. Give my love to Lava 100%. and the kids, man. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks, thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, anytime, man. Anytime, Sean, Sean Maitland. What a legend! Uh, what a pleasure to talk. Oh. I can just see it. I can just see it, Dag. You, you've got the experience now. I can see the the golf tour of New Zealand with Dagger and Dilf. <laughs> it's a new TV show. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good golfer. He's a good golfer. I've got a funny story, and I, I wanted to bring it up. But anyway, me and Shawnee we were over and heading to South Africa, and we have a stopover in Sydney. And uh, we were like to Corey Flynn, we we're like, Flynnie, can we go out for a couple, bro? And we'll, we'll be all good. We'll be home early. And he's like, yeah, sweet. Just make sure you get back on the bus in the morning. And we're like, yeah, sweet as. Anyway, we go out, get home. We slept through the alarm. And me and Shawnee had to walk on the bus. And like, we were late as. And I was like, and then Flynnie just gives me the evils of doom. And the reason I brought that up is um, I think I had a bad knee. So I had to ice it in a game ready machine. I put the game ready underneath the bus, and all it was full of water. And all the water went over all everyone's kit that's going to South Africa. Man, we what got in nuisance. some trouble. <laughs> Such a nuisance. Oh, he's a good man. Yeah, oh, that, was a good, that was a good chat from uh, Sean up there. But the, once you go up there, 11 years, that's a long time up in the UK, eh? Mm. And, uh, you know, I, look, I hope he uh, he finds something up there and stays a little bit longer, you know, and it's a good place to, to sit up there when you've been that long. The other thing, too, if your kids are born up there, which is kids obviously are, mate, this, uh, you know, it's a big change for them when they come home. Man, it's massive change. I'll tell you what, it was, I was interested to see that, that accent was half Tokoroa, half Arsenal. I wasn't <laughs> was. sure what was going on there. but <laughs> He went between voices, eh? He was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 7.23 here. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. 0800 150 811 is our number. Or you can text us double eight double three. A couple of texts through. This one, Izzy, uh, given what we found out about John Arfara, <laughs> And Ryan Crotty is, is quite uh, applicable. I think quick get Sean back now. At this rate, the Crusaders will need him for the final. Oh, mate, wouldn't we love it? But hey, there's a lot of politics involved. Had dinner with John R4 last night, the champ, and Corey Flynn and, and Quinn and McDonald. It was good to catch up with the front rowers. 
What am I doing and having dinner with the front rowers? Um, is that saying something? Anyway. Are you built like um, a prop now, is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm built like a prop. <laughs> oh, it was a beautiful dinner. You're but yeah, Rick John. Dog, you're quick, John's mate. <laughs> <laughs> I walked myself into that, Tony. Come on. Has <laughs> he did all the heavy lifting for me? <laughs> like a prop. <laughs> oh. oh. And don't you get me started on you, Rick Dog. Look, come on. <laughs> I've no, probably got about twenty kegs on you, as you don't worry. <laughs> anyway, we'll get back to it. Um, yeah, so he, he's this is fine. He's starting for the for the Crusaders against the uh, Hurricanes, so they're hoping Oliega gets back next week. The reason he can't play because you have to play before April, and also you have to play four round robin games. So he's unavailable. Ryan Crotty, I think, just went in there to get fit and then got a tight calf, so he's back in the holiday. So, yeah, the, the Crusaders, it's a crazy one, lads, and this is the bait that we're going. I'm not one, one eyed here, but this is a position that is, you know, quite dangerous. And obviously, Craig Dow came out last night and, and you know, back footed it and said, nah, it's nothing wrong with it. But these young players, if they don't have the experience at a top level, like you imagine scrumming against, um, you know, an Aiden Ross or Samasoni Tokiaha or, you know, Offa Toanga Fasi, and you've just come out of club rugby. You're not you're not sent, you're setting them up for for a very dangerous position there. So mm. it'll be interesting seeing where they go. I know they you're tried not, a lot to, to get them through. You're just you're just you're not, not ready, yeah. Not, not mate. These guys are in the gym, squatting mm. three hundred, you know, four hundred kilos and and benching one hundred and eighty kilos. You know what I mean? And guys coming mm. out of club rugby be lucky to get to the gym to do a session a week, and then you expect them to pack down in the front row. Like you're not. It don't have to be a rocket scientist to work that one out. You're going to get severely rolled. You know, mm. and and, know. and they and that's their job. Like front rowers, their job is to make you pay when you pack down in a scrum. So you know, mm. it's, there needs to be a bit of duty of care around that. Whoever came out and said they're not ready, you know, you got to listen to them. Mm. Yeah, well, Craig mm. Dow would know. Craig Dow would know. Mm. That's for sure. He would. Yeah. At seven thirty-one here on SENZ, uh, just about time for the latest in news and sport with Aroha. Thanks to Kubota, together we are building and shaping New Zealand. Wow. This is <laughs> you like that, Rick? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> for breakfast on SENZ. I'm losing it, kids. I think you've lost it playing that track. Uh, just quietly, right? Time for our choices flooring poll. Uh, now, the choice flooring poll today, there's two big games on Saturday. Which one are you going to watch? Are you going to watch the Warriors-Dolphins or are you going to watch the Canes host the Crusaders? What is you go? You, you got time for one game. Which game are you going to watch this week? And let us know Ooh. on the choices flooring poll. Uh, design, visualize, and create your perfect floor with Room View. You just go to the SEN app and look for Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, and you'll be able to vote on the poll in the app there. And we'll bring you the the results of that uh, momentarily. Izzy, you're going to have to be watching your Saders, won't you? Oh, it's a tough one, Ricardo, isn't it? It's a tough one. <laughs> If it was playoffs, I'd 100% watch the the Super Rugby. Um, oh, Mate, you can't, I, I, I wanna, you can't watch that. You're our number one callback caller. Yeah, look, I'll, I, you know what I'll do? I'll watch the rugby mm. on silence and I'll play the app on my phone. So I'll have both gone. Right. So I can do both at, at once. Okay. Um, I'm just interested because this Crusaders team is full of injuries and... 
Well, they're up against a, a hurricane side, John Arfoa, Tamaiti Williams. They're going to have to go 60 or 70. Mm. You know, it's yeah, it's going to be an interesting watch. So I'll play both. You'll play both, uh, Kempi? That won't help your poll, will it? No, no. No, it won't. It won't. Well, mate, I've, I've, I've actually got no choice, as you know, because I'm calling the uh, game on Saturday afternoon with Sammy Hewitt, and uh, hopefully we get to call a win, a, a winning game, which I think they will. You know, my, my tip for the weekend is that they'll win both halves. Because I, I think that the Warriors are on the, on, on the cusp of a big score. Yeah, and if you mm. go back and you have a look at their game, they had four or five tries disallowed last weekend. I, I actually picked them to win by 14-plus last weekend. Um, I still think that about oh, them. And there with, it with is. Four, there. four players back. <laughs> Just cut it out, you. If you look at the, if they could get those tries on the weekend, they they do it. I, and I just still think they can do it with their four players that they brought back. Mm. All right, there you go. That is the poll. The choices flooring poll. Jump on the SEN app. Look for Izzy and Kim for, for breakfast and vote on that one. What are you watching this weekend? You can watch the Warriors, Dolphins, or the Canes, Crusaders. Which one are you going for? Discover your signature style and enjoy a virtual design experience with Choices Flooring's room view. Time now for Ken Tire Two Easy Weekend Sports Headlines and a couple of biggies here. Uh, and be keen to get your reaction to this, Izzy, and the impact it might have. But French prop Mohamed Houass has been handed a one-year jail sentence for domestic mm. abuse after he hit his wife in public when he found her smoking a cigarette. He admitted that he lost control in the wake of the guilty verdict. In the response to the incident, France's Rugby Federation have said that Houass's actions are inadmissible and incompatible with representing our country at international level. And in addition to that, the 29-year-old's move from Montpellier to Clermont, which had already been agreed and signed off, has now been cancelled because Clermont have released a statement saying that his actions uh, and uh, condemned his actions and insisted that he put himself in total opposition position with our identity and will not be able to wear our colours on the pitch. That has cost him big time. That is crazy. And I was talking to um, John last night about it. He's obviously just come back from France. And this this bloke, he's he's as mad as anything, apparently. He got done for burglary uh, a while back. And um, so he's, he's not short of a few misdemeanours off the field. And then this, like, that is crazy to hit a, hit a woman. That is bad. And at the start, but for, for having a little cigarette, crazy. Look, honestly, I, I it'll be interesting to see if they stand by it. He is a big part of that big front row, mm. and he's they got the big pack. He'll be a big miss. It'll be interesting because I know I heard that he's going to appeal it as much as he can to try and still be available for selection. But I hope France stand strong and stand tall because this would be a blink with the host nation if they allow this guy. For after what he's been, uh, what he's done to that that poor lady, so yeah, yeah, be interesting to see what unfolds. It does sound like he might be a bit unhinged. He might need help because he he said that he needs help. Man. Yeah, she lied to him about giving up smoking, and he said his reaction in his head was, "If she lied to me about this, what else is she lied to she me about?" She needs to get out. And then he went off on this tangent about her, you know, having an affair and stuff. So it sounds like he's a yeah, he's, control he's, freak. He's not. He's not all there. No, not there. And at if all. I and if I saw him do that, and I'll stand on the street, he get a twat. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, man, 100%. Have you uh, seen him, Kimby? Yeah, he's quite big. I don't care how big he is. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not good on you, Kimby. I'm the same, mate. Uh, and, uh, when I've got two knees, so I can run away quick. <laughs> <laughs> Win all your fights by 100 metres, eh? Um, yeah. <laughs> Kareem Benzema is going to leave Real Madrid, apparently, when his contract expires Ooh. this month, to join Saudi Arabian side Al Itihad. Uh, ESPN is saying that he's been offered a two-year deal, get this, 
worth 400 million euros oh, to move to Saudi Arabia. It's crazy. This is getting ridiculous, Ricardo. And like yeah. you're a football fanatic. Like what is it? Is this good for the game? No, it's what not good Saudi for the Arabia game. are doing? No. It's like this is Ludicrous. No, I, and, and that's the thing. I mean, because it's the same amount of money that Cristiano Ronaldo's on to play at one of the other Saudi clubs, Al Nasir, right? And there's a, yet another Saudi club that's trying to get uh, Messi for even more money. Mm. So uh, the problem is, you know, these guys, it's like Harlem Globetrotters because the guys around them are probably like second division level players playing with superstars. So this this is the question for you, Ricardo. Like, obviously, EPL, that is probably the mecca of... of of football leagues in in the world could be debated, but is with Saudi Arabia and what they're doing with all this money at their disposal, is that league going to grow like the IPL and become one of the biggest leagues in the world in terms of cricket? But this is football over in Saudi. Like, can you see that league growing and being really competitive and actually com- compete competing with the EPL? No. Not no, not when they're, no. they're throwing the money like they are because they still want to have all these Saudi players and local players. So I don't think mm. so, but it, what it has done is inflated the market massively. Um, mm. Maybe on, on one side it's actually quite good because it gets rid of these older guys who are, you know, milking so much money out of the game and, and mm. creates pathways for younger players in the leagues that matter. But what you said about the Saudi leagues, I mean, like, nobody gave a toss about the Saudi leagues before Cristiano Ronaldo joined. Now you go to ESPN's, like, FC's website where they have all the scores – they never had the Saudi league up there before. Now it's like the third league you see because of the visibility, <laughs> because of the stars, you know. So it, it has yeah. made that impact. Has made that impact. But anyway, there you go. Those are your sports news headlines. And uh, a lot of money been thrown around in uh, European, well, Middle Eastern football it is now. Uh, There's uh, your sports news headline thanks to Ken Tire. Two easy weekend, two days higher for the price of one. Visit a brunch today. T's and C's apply. Hey, Troy, no, you're right. Your one game is at five, the other is at seven. I was just saying, if you could only watch one, which one are you picking? All right, mate, I just don't want to confuse anybody. Up next. Well, I'm watching both then. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) As he he still can't give me a proper answer for the poll, but never mind. Uh, Al Sherrick's going to join us and hopefully tip in a winner all five. Chemist Warehouse June catalogue sale is on now. Find a massive 30% off the Thompson's Vitamin range. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Fourteen away from eight on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. You can call us anytime. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven or text us on the Temper Bed Post text machine double eight double three. Plenty of action around the tracks this weekend, and to steer us into a few and talk about what he's been up to recently is Al Sharrick. How morning, Al? How you doing? Morning, mate. How are you? Hey, Al. Hey, um, you're obviously up at the the gap at the moment with you with your uh, with your. Good horses running around. You got a good one tomorrow, but mate, you just sold uh, Carbonados to uh, Australia. Can you just tell us a little bit about that and why you let him go? Yeah, well, a bunch of young fellas, Marcus Corbin and his sons, uh, they race him probably uh, with me. I've got ten percent, and yeah, the money was too attractive until Bruce gets uh, you know the state regime to a structure that we can enjoy to keep these horses, even if he won his next three races, Kempe. He would be a long way short of what we got for him. So he joins the Hayes Stable in Melbourne and leaves next Tuesday. So um, that's the way it goes, mate. Yeah. Morning, Bull. Uh, Al, how are you doing, brother? Good, Izzy. How are you, Cobber? 
Oh, I'm very, very well. Look, just quickly on that stakes, are you are you happy with the direction we're heading with the Entain and TAB deal? Obviously, a bit of uh, stakes money that'll be on offer, heading in the right direction. There's still a lot of room to improve. Oh, yeah, mate. We're heading the, It was the only way we could go, is he? And thankfully, yeah. Yang DTR got it across the line. I think if we hadn't, mm-hmm. we were dead in the water. So there is going to be improvement. It might take a bit of time, but... Um, the stakes will improve, and uh, Bruce is generally excited about it. So, um, yeah, at the moment, they're, they're at a level that is existable, but only just. So, yeah, that all set to go, mate, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. Well, speak, speaking of just, or well, just ask you about just ask me, and that run last time out absolutely brained Mary Louise, punched six bucks. And I went on the tail. Absolute mug move from myself, but that's okay. How's Jam looking? Oh, mate, probably as good as he was there. He might be marginally better. Yeah, no, he's uh, flowing through the race. The old chiropractor had a play with him yesterday and said he's as good, if not better, than he was last start. So they all come up to his weight tomorrow, is he? So, yeah, I think Albie McGregor's horse time's picking the hardest to beat. He's a very good horse, but... Yeah, I don't think I can get him better, is he? No, oh, he looked bloody good, mate. I was actually over at my neighbour's and I said, mate, you see that horse? I think it's after a nice home to go and spell at once it finishes. And on weight, on weight, do you reckon I could ride him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could ride him. I think Kempy might put him under a bit of pressure, but <laughs> your girl will have a lot of fun with him, put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I just want to I just want to uh, talk about we had Gary Jack on yesterday and as he asked him, he said, what was Kempy like, mate? And Gary Jacko said, mate, I didn't know where he played. He played fullback, centre or 5'8", but he was the best bloke ever over four metres. It was further than that, wasn't it, Al? <laughs> yeah, it was further than that. But, uh, you know, late in his career, he should have been looking at the forwards, but he never wanted to go there, did he? <laughs> oh, pretty boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talking of Kempy, is he? he came home about three weeks ago and, I actually thought he looked Chinese with the drink we had. He went all funny in the eyes, that bugger. Yeah, I could do now. <laughs> yeah, well, mate, I tell you what, I'm not the only one that goes Chinese when they go down home to hang out with you. It was, it was quite funny when we got in the car as he, T. Lee was with us and Gimpy's gone to sleep in the car. My good lady's driving seven of us home and... And T. Lee goes, uh, no more chatterbox from Kempy. He's gone. No more talk at all. <laughs> I think those four o'clock in the morning's had something to do with that, Al. Mate, you're having a, you're having yeah. a good season. You're only taking the one down to Whanganui tomorrow. Um, are you happy with your season so far? Yeah, thrilled, mate. Yeah, I've broken the million again in stake money. Yeah, I've, I've won the right races. Um, yeah, it's probably not a stellar year on numbers, but yeah, I'm, I'm keeping the walls from the door and you sell the odd one and, and win the right races, you, you keep going, mate. That's the, that's the go in this game. Is there anything we should be keeping an our, our eye on for, you know, that's sort of coming up or are you keeping them ones under your hat? Nah, there's, there's a couple. First starters next week, depending on track conditions, one you've got to share in. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be a little bit wise. If look at the fields, I might talk to you next week before New Plymouth, eh? Okay. We'll see how we go. Yeah. There you go. Well, all the best tomorrow, mate. I'll uh, definitely be tuning yeah, in before the Warriors game with uh, with Jam. And I know that a lot of our punters here love listening to you and uh, and getting the bully on on Just Ask Me. So uh, hopefully you can get, go down there and get that done for us uh, in the stakes race. Yeah. Uh, wait you, for age. Um, you, 
you pay the traffic fines because we've got to leave Wanganui and get home to my place. The boys are coming around to watch the Warriors. So if we leave it up past three, <laughs> hour and a half we're home at kickoff time. But I would, we would incur a few penalties, <laughs> I would think, at this stage. <laughs> no, okay? no, no slings your way. You're a partner in that horse too. You pay your own fines, mate. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> right, I see you, boys. Oh, Al Sharon oh. with us there on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. It's eight away from eight. Breakfast on SENZ. Three away from eight here on SENZ. It's Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. There are plenty of texts coming through as well, particularly off the back of that Sean Maitland interview. Uh, this one from Jamie. Love the show. Great interview with Sean on Scotland. I reckon they're a dark horse at the World Cup. They've got Ireland in their pool, and I reckon they could knock them off. That one from Jamie and Wanaka. Yeah, it's an interesting one. And you heard Shawnee talking about it. That's the question with Ireland. Everyone's thinking, have they peaked too early? Shawnee said it. It'll be interesting. Obviously, Johnny Sexton goes, that is... If he's injured, they got they got no chance. Um, so, yeah, with Leinster, obviously uh, Munster winning over there, and we're gonna, hopefully we're going to have Sh- uh, Malakai Fikitoa on next week as well. So look forward to having a chat to him. But, yeah, interesting. The World Cup, <laughs> this side of the pool, crazy. Yeah, very. Yeah, I mean, Kempi, we've got uh, Scotland, Ireland and South Africa in one group, New Zealand and, and, and France in the other group, and they're on one side. So the... The second place in one group will play the winner of the other group and so, vice versa. There's going to be a good team misses out. We're oh. not even making the semis. You there's know. Yeah. There's so, going to be a team not even make the quarters. No. It's a, it is a, it's going to be a crazy um, competition. That, that's why I can't believe that we're not, you know, I've spoken to a Frenchman, we've spoken to the, how Scottish, the Scotland's, you know, Scottish talk about it. Yet we've got nothing going on down here. I reckon the, they should be promoting the World Cup everywhere. Well, they're just, they're just waiting to launch that big new TV show that's coming out on Bravo. Mm, yeah, I yeah. heard about that. Watch, it was a, watch this a, space. That's a, food, that's a foodie travel <laughs> show. There's everything but rugby on that show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. When, I mean, when is that show coming out, Is he? It'll be September. It'll oh, be okay. September. Yeah, Izzy and Beaver travel around France. Um, yeah, look, everyone's like, whoa, World Cup. I'm like, nah. Nah, we went to, we were a tourist in the south of France, didn't do anything with rugby. Obviously, everyone loved talking rugby and talking up the French. So, uh, September during the World Cup, that'll air. Yeah, all right. Uh, who's who, who's your gut feeling, mate? Who's going to win the World Cup this year, is he? Uh, look, uh, I've, I've said it before. I, I think South Africa are, are a really good chance. Why I say that is there. We don't see a lot of their players. They're playing over in different leagues. But mm. you look at the quality that they got, I think they'll they'll go close again. So I, I'm, I think the All Blacks simmering away down under. They're going to surprise a few. Everyone's got their doubts. You know, Foster's got nothing to lose. So it's anyone. So I'm thinking South Africa All Blacks will go through and uh, be a part of that World Cup. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. We're going to have a catch-up with Ardi Savera as well. We talked to him about the World Cup. We spoke to him yesterday. And we also spoke to him about his position that he loves to, he prefers to play. So stay tuned. That is coming up. If you want to know about position he loves, stay tuned. He's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand.
Yes, welcome back, Izzy Kempi for breakfast, SCNZ, just after 8 o'clock, yes it is Friday, oh I love a Friday, get to relax, it's a beautiful bluebird day down here in Ototahi Christchurch, hope you wherever you are in the country, the weather is shining and uh, you're looking forward to a big weekend of sport, plenty going on over the weekend, we've got the NBA Finals tipping off today. The Joker taking on Jimmy Buckets, Butler. I can't wait for that to unfold. Everyone's predicting um, the Nuggets to sweep the heat. Well, if Jimmy Butler can get on a bit of a roll, fully confident, mate. I'm a heat. Oh, look, I, I enjoy watching the heat. I'm a Lakers supporter, but I enjoy watching the heat. I'd love to see them go through. But on the flip side, a guy that was drafted 41 in the NBA, and I was reading his scouting report, not very athletic, slow, you know, unorthodox, everything, everyone. It's a bit of like bit like the Tom Brady-esque when he got drafted in 200-and-something in the NFL. You know, you do not judge a book by its cover, and Joker has proved many wrong. And uh, if they do get the job done, it'll be a great story for the Denver Nuggets. First time playing the NBA Finals, and Nikola Djokic um, obviously punching his way to an NBA title. I cannot wait. That tips off today. Also got a big weekend of golf. There is plenty happening. The Warriors are playing. The Super Rugby. It is all happening. And you can listen to it here on SCNZ as well. Uh, Kempi and Sammy Hewitt will keep you up to date with uh, with that game and give you the call on the SCN app. I listened for the first time on the weekend last weekend, and it was a great listen. So well done, lads. Continue that great work. This hour, we're going to talk some rugby shortly with Adi Savia. We're going to have a catch-up with Pip Morris. We're going to have a Friday tip ball. We're going to talk some tips leading into the weekend. Plenty of racing, and I've had all multi as well in terms of uh, the NRL and maybe a little bit of Just Ask Me will be involved in that multi. But that's enough of me, let's rip straight into this. Alright, we're here joined by the one and only Adi Savea. He is uh, with the Hurricanes and they're taking on the Crusaders this weekend. I've played them plenty of times. They hate us. They hate the Crusaders and we know it. It's going to be a bomb doozy game this Saturday and we're looking forward to seeing what the Canes are able to do against the Crusaders, the man who is everything when it comes to the Hurricanes. He does it all. Must have a sore shoulder, sore back, sore knee, everything. He carries that team handy. Adi, how are you, brother? Sapuso, man, what an intro. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, I'm good, bro. <clears throat> just finished a big day of training. Um, mm. Yeah, and just about to jump in the cold pools, get my body right, and get ready for this week, man. Sapuso. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And uh, just just talk, because you've played, you played the Crusaders a few times. You've had your... You know, rubber the green. You've got the, got over them a couple of times. It's always been a battle. What is it that makes these uh, Crusaders Hurricanes matches so special, bro? Oh man, I think I think any team that comes um, up against the Crusaders, you know, have to play their best footy, and that's kind of our mindset. You know, they're they're the champs for many years for a reason. Um, they got they got some ballers in their team, Richie's. You know, he's gone and drives that team well with Scooter as well. So, um, you know, when we played against the Crusaders, we try and bring our A game. And I remember the game last year or the year before when we last-minute line and we lost it and game over. Um, mm. So 
wish there was a few close games, man. But yeah, this one is just another good, another one, last round robin game um, at home. So it's going to be done. Adi, are you going to break it to Izzy, or should I? That it's not just the Hurricanes that hate the Crusaders. <laughs> but to be honest, man, to be honest, the only reason why the teams hate the Crusaders because they wouldn't. Mm. Why would no one? Because they wouldn't. It's like the honest, ultimate compliment. Oh. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's oh, it. Mate. It's going to be an unreal game. I've got all my family gone. They support the Hurricanes, so I had to get them tickets through CJ. So I appreciate it, Siege. If you're there, thank you so much. But um, for for you and the Hurricanes, like you've had a a difficult couple of weeks, but last week there was good signs. Like you really hung in that game. Obviously, a a tough night for Geordie Barrett. Obviously, if he kicks those goals, would have been a lot closer scoreboard pressure. But that aside, you cannot rely on those moments. So what does this Hurricanes team need to do to give themselves better opportunities and better chances when it comes to winning those games? Yeah, man. Like, we, we've we all known, like, ourselves and we back ourselves to play um, some exciting footy. Uh, but just in critical moments and critical times, you know, we need to just screw in the bolts and, and play clinical and, and do the basics well. So, um, you know, last week we didn't do that um, in key moments and we got punished, you know, Mark Deleta just punished us, so um, oh. yeah. Well, fast man, we want to play. We want to play our style footy, play our game, be free, but also need to, you know, do the hard mahi up front and make sure, you know, we hold on to position and we play smart and um, put ourselves in the right places in the field. So um, this week is the same, man. We just we just want to play our game, but also be smart too. Artie, the, you mentioned Mark Talea there. I mean, what a game you had, four tries. I, I still can't get my head around how uh, a winger off five metres got through four, uh, three forwards and over the try line. I mean, just how tough is he to stop? Yeah. Right. Um, uh, it's, you think you have him, and then within a split second, he's somewhere else. So <laughs> it's not good on our end, man. Like, it's pretty poor, but it's just a testament to Mark and the way he's been playing and he's a slippery slope there guy <laughs> he's unreal man honestly I can't believe some of the, the gaps he can he can get through and do what he does but we'll flip back to you in your game Adi like you're obviously playing a bit at number 8 are you enjoying playing number yep. 8 and do you feel like you have your, your, uh, more impact at, at the back of the scrum uh, yeah 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 um, I, I enjoy number 8 mate like I haven't played anywhere else for a while um mm. yeah and i love i love the you know that the being able to carry the ball or get myself in the game through ball carrying because that's one of my strengths so um yeah i love it man and obviously you know options at the back of the scrums another another option for me to get in the game so um which one yeah, do you man, like I, I enjoy it. seven eight huh which one do you like better oh, to be you like seven you like eight <laughs> Well, right now, man, I'd, I'd say eight because I haven't played seven in a yeah. couple of years, you know? Mm. But, like, yeah. if, I, if I have to play seven, I'll play seven or so. Um, mm. I'm real easy, man. I'm at that stage in my career where if I'm starting, then I'm just grateful and then just go out there and ball out or try to ball out and play freely. Mm. Adi, I, I still, from the you know from the outside, you know, looking in, I, I think Adi Savier, I think seven, just because that's how we knew you, that's how you started and made your name in the game. But as you said, you've played eight for yeah. so long now. How have you had yeah. to change your game, and what have been the work-ons for you to become 
an international level eight versus a seven? Um, I don't think I've had to um, change change much. It's just more mindset around the yeah. set piece and the lineout that's that you have to change. I think going to eight kind of suited my skill sets because when I was seven, um, you know, coming through the ranks, you know, I got told to clean rucks, workhorse engine, which is the kind of Richie McCaw model type, and that wasn't kind of me. Um, so being eights allowed me to, you know, get around the corner, get my hands on the ball, throw some scucky dummies, some steps, you know, and carry the ball. You know, Where dummy, seven, man. Come on, seven, bro. Traditional sevens, you know, you can't do that. You know, you're cleaning rucks. But it's not to yeah. say eights don't clean rucks, but, you know, it's just more more kind of suited my style. But, yeah, I'm I'm easy, man. I'm easy. But talk, talk, me, talk to me about that dummy. That dummy, mate. Like, like, come on. Talk to me. What is it? Oh, there's, there's method to the madness. You know, like, you know when you throw the dummy, it makes guys yeah. pause for a split second, and that's all I need is a split second to get them, like, flat-footed, and then I just power through. It's just another oh, way of uh, manipulating the defenses. It's so good. It's so good. It's the biggest dummy in world rugby, honestly. And the way that people fall for it, I'm like, how? But you're right, mate. You 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 can move like an outside back. You can hit like a front row. You can do it all. And it's pretty special to watch. Look, I just want to attack left. And I want to just talk to you about life, Artie. You know, the life that yeah, you live, yeah, mate. Yeah. I, I, watch you, I watch you on the socials, man. And, and, like, your influence in the community is huge. People follow you. People want to be around you. Is that is that the arty that that uh, you want to be and, and like what your impact on the community? Do you actually know how much impact you're having? Because I don't think you do, man. Like people follow you everywhere. They like you take them for fitness trainings. You take them out and and you're doing a lot of leadership work with your um, align uh, allegiance with with Toyota. Toyota. So like you know, arty, you're doing it all, man, for the community. Have have you ever really thought about it that much? Um, not really, bro. It's just. Like, when you're enjoying doing that stuff, man, it doesn't feel like, you know, like you're doing anything. You just, just, yeah, I love it, bro. And, um, you know, like a lot, a lot of my foundations through my face and um, that kind of grabs me and keeps my feet on the ground. And, you know, I still, you know, I'm still out there and bubbly and love, you know, love to do my dance and, and you know, and be out there and have a laugh. But I also love to give back. And I think, um, you know, you talk about impact. Like, I think all of us in the world have an impact, whether we... You know, impact our little brother or our wife or our kids. I just I'm grateful that I have a platform to have that bigger reach and you know I understand that. And for me, it's crazy, man. I've never kind of been a guy about titles and and championships. I've always just believed on being myself and the impact I can make and and leaving that kind of legacy and making people feel good. You know, in the team. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I want to be remembered. And yeah, just trying to pave a pathway for my kids and and, and they, yeah, they can beautiful. see their dad doing the good stuff yeah yeah Artie oh, oh, as to, to quote Mark Ellis mate uh, you've got more toe than a Roman sandal you've got heaps of speed uh, we've seen that in the, in the past <laughs> when you you got an open open space I always wanted to know foot race between you and your brother yeah. uh, over 40 metres yeah. who wins <laughs> oh I'll give it to bus bro I'll give it to bus <laughs> Not mean. Be honest. I'll, I'll, I'll take him. I'll, I'll take him over ten, but then he gets better when the distance gets longer. So, 
Yeah, 40 metres. Maybe 20 metres I can take him, but 40? Yeah, I'll <laughs> give it to him. Oh, but how How is the bus? Obviously got a little bit of a niggle. Is he all good? And just tell us about growing up together. Is there any stories yep. that come out from you boys just going toe and toe at it and then uh, Savia Senior giving you a clip around those ears, <laughs> you cheeky boys, I bet. Bro, you know what's funny, man? Like, I never, I never messed with bus. The um, the size he is now, bro, was the size he was when he was bloody twelve. So, <laughs> like with me, bro, I was more of that annoying little brother that just wanted to be with him because he was cool. I thought he was cool back then, but he wasn't. But um, you know, he, I never, I never, I never, I never messed with bus, bro, because he'll just put me in my place. So. <laughs> Oh. Is that where the dummy honest, came bro, from? Is it? Is that where you developed the dummy, just trying to avoid the clip from the bus? Oh, bro, yep. And that's how I got a bit of mongrel because he just used to run it straight to me. So I was tackling guys bigger than. Oh, he was bigger than me back in back in those days. So I got used to tackling bigger guys really early. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good, bus. Hey, um, honestly, we appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, have you had the new bub yet? What was that? You had you, you've had number two, eh, baby? No, I've, I've got three. No. Oh, three! Holy heck, yeah. mate! Honestly, yeah, mate. what? Oh, yeah. bro, I can't keep up. I can't keep up with you, Savers, mate. You got you got plenty of kids running around. It's it's good to see. Look, <laughs> I know they'll be proud of you, man. Uh, I know you're a real fa- family man with Sars, so. I uh, love to you and and the family and just all the best on the weekend. Obviously, don't go too well, but um, you know, got your back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Izzy. Thanks, Ricardo. Much love, brothers. Thank yeah, you. you too, brother. Go well, go well. I'll be I'll be yellow and black on Saturday night. Don't you worry. Let's <laughs> do it. All right, let's see you guys later. <laughs> see you later. Thanks very much, yes. Adi. It's 8.24 here on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. You call us anytime, double eight double three Z Timber Bedpost text machine or 0800 150 811. Plenty of texts coming through. Our uh, Choices Flooring Poll, we're going to have the uh, the results for that for you shortly, but uh, there's a couple of people uh, talking about it on the text machine as well. It was, uh, what are you going to watch? You can only watch one game this weekend. Which is it going to be? You're going to watch the Warriors Dolphins or you're going to watch the Canes Crusaders? Richie is very helpfully sent us a text saying, I'll be watching the Warriors on Sky Go at the Cape Town while I'm watching the under New Zealand under 20 smash the Junior Wallabies. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a, you know, by the, by the take of uh, the conversation we had earlier in the week, that uh, that's what the, the Junior All Blacks will be doing to the Junior Wallabies. Uh, be an interesting game, that looking at those pathways there. There's another one here too uh, from an unnamed texter. Warriors easy, can't use app. So he's um, obviously lots of Warriors supporters here. It's going to be a good game, that um, Rick Dog. I know they're both good games, mm. um, a good game of rugby and a good game of league, but they're going to be good games. You know, the Dolphins are on, in good form. Obviously, the Crusaders coming into that part of the year where everyone goes, oh, they just get the job done. Um, and, of course, the Hurricanes with, you know, can they can they actually get there and your team and um, cause, cause a ball over? So... I know what I'm doing. We'll have, uh, me and Sammy Hewitt too on Saturday, we'll have updates because we do uh, live updates through 
um, those games and around the ground. So if you've missed it, we'll give you an update on, on what's happened beforehand with that game anyway. Yeah, and then a uh, text from Brad Yule. This one I think is for you, Izzy. Uh, I'll definitely <laughs> be watching the Canes get one over those losers from down south. <laughs> uh, it's my brother-in-law. Got him tickets and he's going to the game with, um, with a couple of his mates. I can't believe my sister gave him the pass. You know, like, uh, I don't know what she's thinking there, but uh, yeah, go along and uh, you'll leave the same as always. <laughs> Brad? <laughs> hey, boys, I just, had a bit of, I just had a bit of a drama here. Sorry, I was off no, here no, I was off here for a while. I was just, I was leaning back. Hmm. I was leaning back and then my chair, my chair just exploded. Wow. So I've just been putting my chair back together. Is it all good? Is it safe to lean back like uh, you're leaning back now? Yeah, oh, it's actually better. Oh, the screws must have been real loose, and it just went bang, bang. and I've cocked it over the back here, and I've obviously got a bung knee. So. Is that why Daisy ran yeah. in with a screwdriver? She had to fix it for you. No, no, no. I already had a um, <laughs> already had a kit here, mate. Obviously, Alan Key kit, so I was all over it. But a uh, bit of a bit of a drama. There'll be a clip on there. We'll chuck it up on social. I just actually <laughs> explode and fall over. So good content. Good content. That's what it's all about. The content, kids. Uh, well done. Capture that. Capture that. Yes, it is. I, hey, thought, just, it was a just no, I thought it was a Nova said. <laughs> the amount of crack we were saying. Yeah. I was going to say, are you sure you want to have out. a social dating? I've seen bigger cracks on my phone. <laughs> Did I have builder's crack? Oh, massive. <laughs> you, you boys wouldn't know what that is, eh? You don't get your hands dirty. Anyway, let's move on. Um, <laughs> just, just on that Artie chat, it was good because there's a hot debate, you know, where's Artie better suited? And I know you boys are passionate about him playing seven, but you heard it from him. Mm. He spoke about, well, he hasn't played there for a very long time. So eight is where his position he's, he's relishing. He's always, he was also, also talking about the involvement and the kind of game that is needed to be a seven. You know, he's cleaning rucks. He's in a breakdown. Adi Savir, his biggest influence, impact on a game is when he's roaming free, like a, like a Kieran Reid when he's got ball in hand. Eh? So it was quite interesting hearing that takeaway from Artie, knowing that he hasn't played it for a long time. Yeah, and That's his position, Kempe? Yeah, 100%. Well, his name's first one on the team sheet, isn't it? Because of the way that he just attacks um, defenders with his attacking game, but also when he's defending, he just rips, rips. And he play, he's one of those players that you go, man, he doesn't look like a big man, plays well above his weights, and you just don't want him to get your, his hands on you. And it was really interesting when you were talking about his dummy, because I think it's outrageous too, that dummy. But mm. the way he explained it, you know, I'm just I'm just at it, um, getting that little extra. I need them to stop, plant their feet. It makes total sense. I need them to stop, plant their feet, and that's all I need to get get um, through them. And I was like, mate, yeah, it's exactly already severe, isn't it? He'll try every little trick just to make sure that he's got one over someone. And that answers the questions, doesn't it? Like about Artie Savir, we need an eight because Artie wants to play seven. Well, that pretty much answers all those questions. He wants to play eight. So that means Sam Kane's going to be skipper and he's going to be at seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. And then it's a, just a question of uh, who plays six. You know, do you go Shannon Frizzell? Is Akira Yuani still in the picture? Is it Ethan Blackadder if he's fit? You know, Dalton Papali, he's played there before, or do you just keep him as a reserve seven because he's a seven? Mate, that, that is the position where we don't know. We don't know. Is, Sammy, is, is Scott Barrett, you know, playing? He's played there a couple of times. Is he the person that we can see making a difference? And adding that uh, that size, like that's what they need, Ricardo Kempi. Mm. They need a bit of size in that pack. Yeah. Knowing what they're competing with up in the north, they won't be able to handle it. So you need a six that's got to have a bit of size. Ethan's got size. 
Scott Barrett's got genuine size, and what I love about Scott, he's a, he's an option in, in the lineout too. So you need to take those into factor. But I think seven and eight, with those are picked. But six, that's a position that's going to be contested. What about Tupu Vai? Ooh, yeah. Oh, look, I, I I do like him at six because like he's very good at locking it for the Chiefs. He can, he's rangy. He's got he's a ball player, so he's a great option around the park. He's like a Brody Retallick, you know. You can rely on him when he gets the ball to make that quick pass behind to that player coming around at the back ball. So, um, yeah, he's he's a chance. But, hey, love to hear from you at home, double eight, double three, like number six. That is a position, really, in this full pack where we don't know. We just don't know who's going to be six. Who is your ideal six candidate? We'd love to hear from you. Double eight, double three is the Temper Bedpost text machine or 0800 Pip from the TAB is going to join us shortly. Right now, though, time for the latest in news and sport with Aroha. Thanks to Kubota, we're building and shaping New Zealand. Twenty-eight away from nine on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Uh, just a quick update on our choices flooring poll. The question was put out there: You can watch one game this weekend. Are you watching the Warriors, Dolphins, or the Canes, Crusaders? And boy, a bit of a landslide towards the NRL. The Warriors, Dolphins picking up seventy-seven percent of the vote. 23% for the Canes and the Crusaders. So there you go. Wow. That is a choice. How many votes? Three votes? <laughs> 3,000. Yeah, about, no, what do we got? 52. 52 votes. Wow. There you go. That's more, than they, that's more votes than they do when they do the, the um, political percentages. Yeah, there you go. So it's, it's died of the wall. Died of the wall. There you go. That is your choices. Flooring poll. Uh, design, visualise and create your perfect floor with room view. Uh, time to catch up with Pip. From the TAB now, because uh, we've got a massive weekend of sport and racing. Bet live on your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. G'day, Pip. How are you doing? Hey, Ricardo. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Hey, Pip. I just want to say it was your Penrith boys that let New South Wales down. I'm not even going to bite, Kempe. <laughs> All right. Well, you're going to get us paid. What are you throwing us into today? And what are you like on the weekend? Well, first up, the NBA Finals. Can you 1.6 put on Miami head-to-head at 370? There's been a 1,000 on Denver, 11 or more at winning team and margin at $2.10 to start with that 11 points. Uh, there's been 89% of the head-to-head turnover on Miami. The best-backed power plays, Bruce Brown and Kyle Lowry, each have five or more points, five or more rebounds, and five or more assists at $201. So our punter's liking that rough wow. one there. Also planning on having live in-game power plays available as well, so keep an eye out for those. And there's also 2.6K coming on Miami this morning at 370 and 2.2 on the under 230.5 total points in the game. 
You mentioned the Warriors-Dolphins. Surprisingly, the Dolphins are the best backed in that game. 64% of the head-to-head turnover is on them. I think Kiwis just like a little bit of value with the Warriors being clear-cut favourites. And 1.5k on the Dolphins head-to-head at 275 is popular. The first try score is actually Adam Fanua Blake at $1,000. Someone put on him at $20 to get the first try. Wow, that's <laughs> brave. What? And our best backed uh, power play, Sean Johnson, 500 or more kicking metres, and Tohu Harris, 40 or more tackles at 350. Best of the weekend, Kempe. I actually like Space Boy. We've got the Waterloo Cup heats all throughout the country. The first of those last night at Addington were a power Linda one. Another one tonight at Hattrick. But he goes around on Sunday. Box number eight, the Auckland Cup winner. He's drawn the eight again for the Waterloo Cup heat. And I think he's at 350, so I like him there. Nice, nice. Pip, hey, just we've got one thing for you to do for the rest of the day, and that is to get to the bookies and get them to give us a boosted odds on the Whanganui race would just ask me. That'd be fantastic <laughs> if you can do that. You know what, much leave it with me, I'll see what I can do. Actually actually on that, Pip, I was just it's Kempi's tipped me into a Quinella. <laughs> uh but there's no Quinella option on uh, race six at Whanganui tomorrow just yet. How, how when when did that come up, do you reckon? Oh, it should be coming up very shortly. Surely. Okay. Surely, you'd hope yep. so. You'd hope so. Right. Oh, I'm trying to get paid, Pip, trying to get paid, you know how it is. Oh, absolutely. Why not? Oh. I'm just too don't forget Queensland Oaks. We've got the Kiwis going around with the likes of Secura Girl uh, over there. And yeah, get up, Secura. Well but the Kiwi Brig is actually the best back in that race, the Fia Severe. So but we want the Kiwis. Opie Boss and obviously Michael McNabb too with Cheval de Vior. And they've both had a little bit of speaking. Now, Pip, we did have, we've got a poll you might have heard. Uh, we're asking people, the, the games are back-to-back. Warriors, Dolphins, Canes, Crusaders. If you can only watch one game, which way, which game are you going? Well, I'm this going to the Warriors. So <laughs> <laughs> Wash your mouth out. Hey, Pub, just make sure if you get if you get there this time, make sure you come down and say hello. I'll put you on the cans with uh, me and Ricardo tomorrow afternoon, and we'll have a chat with you. Oh, it sounds good, Kempe. I'll, I'll hold another screen as well, uh, and I'll just have a little bit of the Hurricanes blues on my phone. So that'll be all right. Crusaders, I should say. The- <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There you go. You're on. You're on. You're on now. Okay, I'll forgive you. Have a good day. Have a good weekend, Pip. You too, guys. See you later. Cheers. Uh, Pip there from the TAB. Watch a bit live on your favourite sports and racing at tab.co.nz. Please get just all responsibly R18. What don't you get? I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, <laughs> I don't get why there's so much hate for rugby. Why? Well, I think this, this sums it up. It's, why? A, it's a text just from Paddy. Just tell me why. Text from Paddy. Yes. He says, Morena, lads. Waz versus Finns live, and then record the Saders v Canes. Union is way easier to watch on replay because you can fast forward all the stoppages and just watch the actual ball and play. It means you can watch a full eighty minutes in about half an hour. Oh, wow! Off it. Is it that bad? <laughs> is it that bad? No, I don't even. Is rugby that bad, Kempi? Oh, no, mate. it's not that bad. Man, I love it's rugby. It's not that bad to watch. It's my second no, you game. you don't. You hate it. <laughs> Nah, cut it out. I'm not that I'm bad. Out. I'm done. See ya. <laughs> as, you t- as you're talking, we're just watching the replay of the State of Origin. That's fun. What about that try, mate, uh, there from from Taboo Fidel, the uh, the hammer, when he put down that, that, like, what do you call those? The afterburners. Yeah, just. That was so pretty to watch. Yeah. No surprises. You don't know what that is, Kempi. <laughs> <laughs> Over, over four metres. Oh. That's called nitro over four metres. Speaking of burns, <laughs> woo, 22 away from nine.
You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Sixteen away from nine on SENZ. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. 0800 150 811. Our number or text us on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Lots to get through between now and catch up with Smithy. Nine o'clock. So much sport on this weekend, and so many texts coming through now as well uh, regarding what you were talking about, Izzy, about that All Black number six position. Uh, Kevin and Tararangi. My number six would be Black at it, Izzy. He's got size. Mm. He's quick off the scrum. He's a thinking player, very much so. Uh, so that's one. Uh, Jacobson for six up the Chiefs. Um, the only thing I would say about that, and I'm keen to get your thoughts on this, is Artie's not a big eight. Jacobson's not mm. a big six in terms of, mm. I mean, he's a big man, but he's not a big four, a six at international level. Can you have both of them in the same scrum? I'd say no, probably, because you, it puts too much pressure on the locks. You know, like at, at line-out time, you need that third option because they're going to be hotly marked. You know, if you've only got two options and you don't have that back ball option or someone else that could shake it up, it makes it very hard. So that's where they have to come in. Like Luke Jacobson, is he a genuine line-out option? That's the only question marks there. Ethan Blackett, yes, to an extent. Yeah. Scott Barrett plays lock. So there's where he gets the adage there. So, um, yeah, probably not. Probably not, Ricardo. They need size. Can't just rely. If Hardy's at the back, you can't rely on those two. Uh, we've had a couple more come through. Six has always been a hotly debated position for us at All Black level. We've definitely had some greats, but also many years like now where there's not really a concrete option. Even Jerome Kano was not unpickable mm. until late in his career. I don't recall when Sir Iceman Jones went to six or eight from seven, the same conversations uh, as we have with Artie moving. He didn't move to accommodate Kane. He moved because he was deemed the best in the position, Kempi. Yeah, look, the, the, question, the question that I had for Izzy was like, where is the next Jerome Kano? You know, he was uh, at the end of his career, like the best running around in the world, you know, and it may have taken him a little while to get there. But saying that, who's taking their time to get to where Jerome got? Oh, we, it's it's been the question asked for years. You know, no one's really put their hand. Everyone was hoping Akira Yuani would be that guy, but he hasn't, uh, you know, gone on, on and, and, and achieved that. Then you've got Hoskins to tutus. There are signs, but the thing with Jerome, everyone was actually just scared of, of running into him because what he would uh, was he able to do in defence. And the thing with Jerome, he's tall too, so there was is. a genuine option at line-out. You know, so you got size there. If there is someone, it was good. We had we had Rito on the show a while back, and he threw out that name, lad. Sammy Penny Finau mm. plays for the Chiefs. He's playing eight this weekend, but he can play six as well. He's a tall body. He played fullback in the in his younger days. Now he's playing a loose forwards, like someone like that. Tupo Vai. Mm. You, you just need someone that's got size that can is mobile, but adds a little bit of mongrel to the team. That's what they need. 
Where for you do, say, Shannon Frizzell and Akira Ioane fall short of, of meeting what we need? The mongrel department, Ricardo. Like, just just genuine hatred on defence. You know, like, every time Jerome made a tackle, it was like Liam Martin when he teed off on that Queensland carrier. Like, you mm. just made a difference. The impact, the, sh- the shots. And then teams second-guess, where's Jerome on the defensive line? Oh, no, we're not going to run into him. I just think that's where we're lacking, is the defence department. Like, the game... The ball carrying and everything, that's important, but you just need a little bit of mongrel and to seed a little bit of doubt into their heads, and that's where we're lacking in that sixth department. And, you know, and, and Ricardo, you either you got that built in, that DNA, um, that mongrel's built into you too, because you've either got it, because the thing with that, you, it's not that you know that you got it, it's that other players mm-hmm. know that you have it. So when they look over and they looking at a Jerome, they go, "No, no, nah, mate, where else am I going?" You know, you're looking across that line, going, "I know this is going to hurt." Um, and that, and Izzy's right. I, I totally agree. Like when you're going up against big bodies, the Irish, the French, you know what I mean, the South Africans, mate, you need someone when they're looking at the go, "Oh yeah, no, it's a little bit scary there. I'm not heading there." Like who is that? I Apart ha- from Artie, I ha- I hate comparing people, past players to, to players. Like it's 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 wrong. But what we need some of these players to just really come through and just say, look, I'm going to make this my own. I don't want to be compared to him and what he did. This is my time in the saddle. Give me this opportunity. And uh, that's what we need to see. Just find some some mongrel and do something. Tee off on someone. Now, we've also had a few texts through about the uh, about the poll. Uh, the rugby heads have come out. Uh, we'll be watching all from, the, all from Canterbury. Uh, we'll be watching the rugby <laughs> lads. Well and truly, the Warriors have lost my faith this over is a the great years. Text. Hardest team to support. <laughs> and Kiora Izzy, we all know rugby lives rent free in the heads of leagueies. You only have to read the social network. It's an actual thing. The stop start nature of rugby is just the point of difference. Every game's different. No one talks about the time they don't play in the NFL. That one's from Steve. <laughs> Steve, like. Thanks, that, Steve. That, that Thank was, you, Steve. That was Thanks, a, that Steve. That was a riddle, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Steve. And this one. Oh, I love this one. More people may start, may start watching the Warriors, but how many will make it to the end? Crusaders <laughs> all the day. And meaning they're going to finish the season early, then they've got to support rugby. Oh, come on. Keep the oh, faith. Keep the faith, indeed. <laughs> I tell you, Mark, Mark is uh, teed in as well, congratulating you as he for managing to interview a player that's not a Canterbury Crusader as well. He spelled Canterbury wrong. We haven't wrong. had a Crusader on for a while. He spelled Canterbury wrong, though. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Sean, mate, they're not a crusader. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had one no, on. He's a for about, we haven't had one on for about thirty minutes. That's <laughs> he's a Saracens player. Yeah, so obviously Saracens player. Saracens. All player. right, I'll get no one. I'll get no guests. You have no one. All right, see you later. There you go. Do your own show. Oh, loving it, loving it. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to hate the day when the Crusaders actually finish eighth in the competition. Like there will be maybe a day that ever happens, and then we're going to see. And then you'll wake up. And then. <laughs> we'll see some toys being thrown out of the cot. Uh, boys, what is the biggest game in Super Rugby this weekend? It is the last round of the round robin. Uh, I'm looking at it. We've got the Blues Highlanders. There's a little bit on that. Brumbies Rebels, nope. probably not. Nope. It's, it is the Canes Crusaders, isn't it? Is 100%. that the biggest game this weekend? It is. 100%. Yeah, it, it's the Canes Crusaders. There's a lot riding on it because number two position, your home semi final. Crusaders, if they lose without a bonus point and the Hard Blues go and beat the Highlanders by 30, then they get number two seed. So there is a lot riding on it, for sure. I think that's the game of the weekend, to see 
if the Hurricanes can get back on the horse and, and punch their way into the playoffs. Yeah, and it's not the only uh, big games this weekend, Kempi. What about in the NRL? What's your what's your big game? We've talked a bit about the Warriors, but uh, plenty of other big games and lots of guys involved who are coming straight out of Origin and going uh, to play for their clubs. I'm I'm looking at the Sharkies versus the Broncos, second versus third. Yeah, it's well. See, with the players coming back to, they'll they'll be a little bit tired on it. They're actually good games to have a look at if you're having a punt. Um, you know, do the stars come back? You know, Cowboys Storm, does Munster, does he get out there and play, you know, that type of game? Because he was bloody good on Wednesday night. Um, yeah, look, I, I would go for the teams that don't have too many origin stars in them. I think, I think you know, backing up in, in today's game, it, it's too hard. You know, three-day three day turnarounds, it's just too hard. Yeah, it's tough, man. It is tough. We've got plenty of sport coming your way this weekend, and uh, Ian Smith's going to cover it between 9 and 12. We're going to catch up with him next.